Hello there. Welcome Hello, to American eh? Nerds. How are you, mate? It's I'm doing all right. I'm Raul. It's Victor. Yeah. <laughs> this full Australian English African accent is brought to you by the <laughs> episode eighty one of American Nerds. You sound like you sound like Leo in Blood Diamond. <laughs> I sound like what I wanted Elon Musk to talk like when I found out yeah, he was right? actually Elon, like South African. E- yeah, Elon Musk or West is, African. E- I don't know. Elon Musk. Elon Musk's like accent and voice is kind of is a little disappointed. Is a little disappointing because I really <laughs> imagine. Yeah, it is because I really imagine him to just have a really thick like Cockney accent. I don't know why. He's South African, no? He's like he, he he's South African or West African. It, like and apparently that accent is actually. It, it, it it's it's something you hear a lot from that region. I'm, I'm yeah. just going off of the fucking awful SNL episode that came up recently. Which also, by the Did way, you hey watch guys, that? how I are you doing? Yeah, how I, are you um, guys? Uh, we were, we're recording on uh, <laughs> we're recording on May nineteenth. Uh, it's a it, it's a, it's a glorious uh, it's a glorious night nine thirty four p.m. Yeah, it's we're been tired. a very busy May nineteenth, but we'll day. get into that in a yeah, couple it's been minutes. A busy day. Yeah. Um, but this no, is also I, our second time recording this episode because like, yeah. we, we've um uh, Raul's Raul's uh, like, computer just completely shit itself. Audacity <laughs> completely recording. died on me. I had yeah. to install a new update, and I, I'm starting to. I'm using Audition right now. I'm using Adobe Audition. So here's hoping for the best. Which I I've always <laughs> used Audition, so no no, no troubles <laughs> no here. No complaints for me. <laughs> All right, I get it. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, what were you saying? No, I, saying? I no, you asked me like if I saw that episode. No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't watch SNL. But I've I've yeah, seen like either. a couple of the clips that were trending on Twitter, and I saw like some of that awful like that Wario skit. And, it's absolutely uh, horrible. The Gen Z hospital thing. But like, what do you expect? It's fucking <laughs> SNL. They haven't done. They haven't done a good thing in like over ten years. They haven't been good since Andy Samberg and uh, Bill Hader left. I've realized that like every time people talk about SNL. They always like preface it with SNL is good, but you know it's not as good as it was ten years ago. No, that's They've the been thing. saying that it's for always, the last thirty years. It, it's always a combination <laughs> of SNL's good, but something else. You yeah, know? yeah. Like it's yeah. it's always that, and it's like, is it even good? It's it, I don't really think it is. Like we've it's been this old ass formula. That, we've been saying the same thing for the yeah. last like for the last literally twenty years. When when are we getting to the good stuff? You know, <laughs> when is it gonna end? You know. That's the good stuff for me. Oh like, no, like, SNL whatever ends. That's a, and that's, that's what I think part of the problem is too, because you know, like they yes, they're an established traditional show with a traditional established format, and you know, like and and they rip off jokes from Come Town and YouTube videos from like five to ten years ago that They've were funny back then. They've ripped off so many jokes from. They Come have, and it's really weird. I I, I didn't want to bring Mullen that up to too much, on, but it's really weird. Didn't Nick Mullen used to, like or. Didn't any any one of them used to work uh, on the writing team? I think I think or it was Nick, but I I they can't. Were friends. I honestly have no idea. There probably. Probably. I have no idea. <laughs> it's just I I I can't really. I don't really know what Nick Mullen is actually saying is true or not. Sometimes, so I, that's just me. But uh, with with SNL in particular, it's just a lot of their stuff doesn't. It comes off super flat, and it's like some of the most obvious fucking jokes you can make. Like, oh, okay, what happens when you have Elon Musk as your host? Obviously, you're gonna joke about crypto. Obviously, you're gonna joke about that he's married to Grimes. Obviously, you're gonna a lot talk of about lost money. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of people, people lost money. money. Obviously, you're gonna <laughs> joke about you know how fucking weird Elon Musk is, and then apparently you find out I, this was news to me. Apparently, he has Aspergers. I had no yeah, idea. I had no idea. You know. And people got really pissed off because he said that because he, he had the Asperger's. First... No, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that would be really bad. <laughs> that would be really bad. 
you know how like you know how like Twitter, you know how, like people on Twitter get like so and it's always, far left. It's always you the know? ones with with the K-pop uh with the K-pop avatars. Yeah, that like, like say the most or, like, horrible Kilo-Wa shit from Hunter Hunter no, as their say, avatar. They say actual horrible like deplorable shit. Yeah, and, like, it's, and and they and when you read the tweets, it sounds like it's somebody writing. It sounds as if the writing coming from it sounds like. I don't know if I'm wording the sentence right. Like an anti-Semitic like reporter in yeah, the forties. Yeah, but they, they, it sounds so fucking <laughs> casual when you read the tweet, where it's like, oh, obviously there's oh, a problem here. Oh, you stupid here. fucking hard something. Yeah, like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like maybe like, maybe maybe I shouldn't hear about what happened in Palestine from you. Like, no, but, <laughs> you know. But basically, basically, like uh, in his opening monologue, uh, Elon Musk said that uh, he was like one of the first SNL guests, or was the first SNL guest with Aspergers, and I think yeah. Dan Aykroyd has Aspergers or something. I don't know. Oh, so that even that was a lie. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. Where did no, no. that from? I've never heard about Dan Aykroyd having Asperger's. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, like, like people got mad because uh, he, because like Elon Musk like lied about him being the first like SNL host with Asperger's. But the thing is, like, I don't think he, he, I don't think he lied about that. Like, I, you know, I just, you know, <laughs> I that one's news to me. I, I know news. nothing of that. That's here, in, that's here. interesting. Here, let me. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna 400. Like, oh no, please. Don't. I don't. I, I look honestly. No, 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 no disrespect. I don't want to talk more about him anymore. Dude, <laughs> Especially like it, SNL. It's just. So, <laughs> it's just so funny because everybody unanimously fucking hated, um, uh, hated him there. Um, yeah, I, I figured. You know, it's just. But what do you expect? It's the same thing when like, and it it also goes into a problem of. You know, like media like talking a bunch of shit about you know people in power yeah, even though Aykroyd. they're the people who like capitalize on, on on their appearances like it's that whole problem where uh remember when like yeah, was- trump showed up on snl like a year before the 2016 elections or like heading into 2016 mm-hmm. you know like he hosted snl and everybody like had a good laugh on it because no obviously he wasn't going to win because everybody thought <laughs> that <laughs> and look what th- how that turned out it's the same thing with elon musk showing up here where it's like like yeah, you guys like like people like you know the people behind SNL like to talk a lot of shit, <laughs> but at the same time they're also the same people, the same platforms that are you know like banking on these people's success and ha- yeah. giving them a platform and like adding on to the problem that they are bitching about. But yeah, yeah, that, no, it's... Th- that's been my that's actually been my probably my biggest problem with SNL for the last couple of years, or it's also just like is, late uh... night. In general. I never, <laughs> I never grew up with like SNL. I, I, okay, I, I don't know about you guys. I, I don't know about you, but like at least like a lot of like uh, at least a lot of like film students and like a lot of the like, you know the film kids that I kind of hang out with. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of them grew up with SNL, like heavy, like like they, they. I feel so out of the loop every time they quote SNL, and I'm just like, man, wow. I I wish I could be happy. But here's <laughs> I the wish thing. I could be like not like not as cynical as I am because fuck, <laughs> like like I I don't care about us to know and like and like i i i i feel like such an outsider <laughs> i think you're fine but like i'm just gonna it's assume, like being a leper <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna assume that uh like the people who are telling you this probably have like are like the people who are quoting SNL to you are probably actually just quoting lonely island songs and like digital shorts that were pretty See, popular I, at yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't like I don't I've never Which been was the into only SNL. thing that was that kept SNL going for me at least. Yeah, no, I know. I never been into SNL. I didn't grow up with SNL, but I I identified a lot with the things that came out of it. You know, like Lonely uh-huh. Island or like, you know, um or like Jizz uh, in my pants. 
Yeah, you yeah. Know, just my just in my <laughs> pants in general. A papyrus is a fucking is a classic. Papyrus, uh, okay, that was a later one, but that is a pretty good skit. People, that is a pretty like, good digital short. I most love that one. people, most people, I've seen that skit, and most people, if you tell them papyrus, they immediately know what you're talking about. Which you know, I love that one. That one was really yeah. good, especially the end. Literally, where it's just like I know what you did. Ryan Gosling held <laughs> that shit on his fucking back. Like, was it Ryan Gosling? I always mix it up yes. with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, it was Ryan Gosling. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, wow. it was, it was, yeah, it was Ryan Gosling, and like obviously, like you know, fucking, it's Ryan Gosling, so like he's gonna be amazing in it, uh-huh. and he plays it so straight, and you know, he's Ryan Gosling's one of the best actors to really like, to really like make something ridiculous and like play it as straight as possible, <laughs> and that's why it comes off so fucking funny, like in the Nice Guys, all the crazy ass shit, like oh that, yeah, like, he goes through, he he carries that role. He can't, like he, didn't, he doesn't carry the movie because they both did fucking amazing. But I also motherfucker. I, I also think and to to, to add, like to um, wrap this little side tangent up, like part of why and he I, makes I, I Ellen ter- tolerable. He makes Ellen tolerable. <laughs> like, oh, I've never seen him talk to Ellen. Who yeah, apparently like, her, her that show's ending too. Cause, oh yeah, fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to get into that too much. Yeah, fuck but, her. But um, I was gonna say like. You know, as an actor, the the reason why like he's so good, especially in comedy, not just in Lights Guys in general, but like in comedy in general, is because of us of us. Um, and I've seen this with his work, and I and I think I I could definitely understand it. Um, Daniel Kaluuya was talking about how in comedy he was taught to just take everything completely serious when you're when you're playing for comedy, because like. Because if you are playing something that uh, is already in on the joke and it already knows about the joke, it's not going to be as funny compared to somebody who is ambivalent and ambivalent and ambiguous and big. There's another um, word for it, but yeah, the one that sounds like that ambivalent to the, you know, to the to the um, to the absurdity of it and just plays it, you know, straight face. There's more comedy to be had there than to just have somebody who's like, oh, look at you know. That's why, like, when older actors or like, play comedy, Musk talks like, yeah. You know? That's why when like <laughs> older like actors or actresses like they they play comedy, I feel like it comes off way funnier because they're just so classically trained to play it straight. Yeah. <laughs> that when like it really gets like ridiculous, like it just hits better. Like every single time John Hamm plays comedy or like does like you know it re- really amps that up. Like it, it, it's great. It's so funny. Well, sometimes okay. With John Hamm is interesting because he, he, he kind of just goes like full blown crazy, sometimes, and it works for him because he, you know he's a good actor. <laughs> he prefer he he lo- like I I think I read an interview uh where it's like um oh if he wasn't like a dramatic actor he would have loved to like grown up like as a comedian. Like, well, I mean you've a, definitely seen it. You've definitely seen it in like the stuff that he did after Mad Men. Like he's in Kimmy Schmidt. Apparently he's really funny in that. Yeah, he's yeah. in a lot of uh, other like comedies. Apparently, he was fucking hilarious in like that tag movie. Oh yeah, the one where they had the CGI Jeremy Renner's arms because he broke them both on set. That is the <laughs> funniest the fucking Avengers, story yeah, right? to me. Yeah, I think it was from yeah. an Avengers injury. They had the CGI his arms in a movie about tag. <laughs> like it was fucking crazy. <laughs> movie about tag. <laughs> yeah, CGI his arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, like okay, one last thing, one actual last thing I'll say about this. Like I think it would have been funnier. Elon Musk and SNL, if it was just like him with a fake African accent and he just played it super serious the whole time. You know, like, what if he talked like a Wakandan? 
Like, it'd oh be my fucking God. hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, Wakanda forever. Yeah. <laughs> Live from New York. Like, <laughs> that would sound way funnier than whatever the fuck Elon Musk sounds like. Live from New York. It is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Let's move. Yeah, let's, let's go to trailers. Okay, so we wait, got trailers. actually, before yeah. we go oh, to trailers, I, sorry. One, I yeah, want, go ahead. No, we're done with SNL. I just yeah. wanted to say, because uh, I saw this today and it made me sad. Uh, rest in peace to not only New Jack, who passed away a couple days ago. Yeah. Fucking baller, crazy motherfucker, but, you know, incredible wrestler, incredible performer. But also, Paul Mooney, legendary comedian. Mm-hmm. If you remember, if you ever seen Chappelle's show, you will know him as the guy from Ask a Black Dude, or Paul Mooney, uh, Paul Mo- Mooney's Movies, or uh, Negro Domus. He was Richard show. <laughs> he was also in Richard Pryor. I just remember yeah. him as Negro Domus and all the other stuff that he did in, in Chappelle's show because he was so fucking funny in that. Yeah. Um, there's a clip, I retweeted it, of um, his thing of Mooney's movies. <laughs> you don't know your history? Jesus was black? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so was Cleopatra. <laughs> But no, but there, there's that clip that I retweeted where uh, it was him talking about he was reviewing Barbershop, the movie, and there was like these two white girls right next to him. And the like the girl on his left or his right was like, Barbershop is uh, underground black comedy about, you know, these two people at a barbershop. And Pumuni's like, you know, they you know, they use barbershops as a front for crack, right? And they're just, they're just, they're just fucking dead silent. <laughs> uh, but he's also a great comedian who plays a straight face as well. You know, mm. like he 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 f- was so committed. Like he like obviously what he was saying w- was really funny, and I think he knew what he was saying was really funny. But you could you tell that you know he he you know there there are fucking masters of stand up out there and in, and in, and in comedy in general, and he was definitely one of them. Yeah, makes me sad. I, that that came as such a fucking surprise because like aside from from this news everything else that we looked that we heard about today was fucking awesome and then this came in the middle of it and i'm like oh damn it's been like yeah no it's been like a like a really hectic week um and uh and like i, I don't know it's just been a kind of like a like a roller coaster in terms of like you know things like you know that been uh, good and like you know what's been happening but uh yeah yeah. Uh, Rest in peace to them. them. Thought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured we'd 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 start. We'd say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get on with trailers. Yeah. Uh, we got the uh for the first trailer. Uh, again, we we already recorded this episode technically, but we fucked <laughs> yeah. up. So yeah, we're just we gonna to... pretend like we've said this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're saying so, this the uh, first time. Yeah. So for the first trailer, uh, we actually got something really fucking interesting. Uh, it's called it. It's for an, an old film that came out when like in the seventies, early seventies. Well, it was um, it was shot. And I think almost completed in the 70s, but mm-hmm. it's finally being restored uh, today, which is yeah. George A. Romero's The Amusement Park. Technically, yeah. his final film, final completed yeah, film? It's, yeah, it came out in, 19, in 1973, and it's basically com- a complete edit and uh, re- completely restored and ready to be ready to be shown. Um, and yeah, this is technically one of his, like, I believe his first film, or like, you know, back when he was a film student, he made this. And I think this is before. No, sorry, I'm sorry. I think this is after Night of the Living Dead could for be. sure. Could I, be. I, I yeah, definitely yeah. think it is because, well, I mean, Night of the Living Dead is like what late fifties, early sixties. Mm-hmm. This looks like it was made in the seventies, at least when you yeah seventy three. Look so. at the camcorder and all that. The camcorder, yeah, the camera, and, basi- and how it's shot. And the synopsis for this film and for the amusement park, is, and it's going to be uh, premiering on Shutter. It's about an elderly man goes for what he assumes will be an ordinary day at the amusement park, only to find himself in the middle of a hellish nightmare. And uh, it was shot by George Romero uh, between Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. 
And it's supposed to be like, you know, like like just, you know, this old guy going through like a crazy time in this like weirdly like it's like haunted or like, you know, evil, e- bad vibes. And mm-hmm. uh, watching the trailer, it's really fucking sick, you know, and especially like I, I feel like this film is more like for like like uh, up and coming film students, and, like people who are like trying to get into like, you know, genre and trying to study film, how these like legendary filmmakers like how they were back then and like to see how their style evolved from then to now you know and like re- really get to see the origins of all that it's really fucking interesting i was yeah, watching the trailer I, and i was just super happy y- you, know? you could tell like and i think romero throughout his throughout the bulk of his career has always been kind of a boots on the ground type of director where oh, 100%. you know you could definitely tell that like a lot of the stuff kind of like a trauma movie where like a lot of the stuff he made was you know his own and it was very uh, gorilla. Yeah, very gorilla esque, and you know, like a lot of shots kind of feel unfocused. But I think that's kind of the intention behind it because it's supposed yeah. to feel like disoriented you know, almost. Yeah, it's like, not supposed to feel like a professional production, you know. And like not only that, like I already know how hard it is to make a movie now, especially like <laughs> yeah. considering all the privileges we have, you know, with like digital and like you know, just it's easy. It's arguably it's the easiest time to ever make a movie. I can't imagine the fucking mission it must have been chugging. I mean, like, like dragging all that fucking expensive ass film equipment, barrels of fucking film, making this movie in the middle of a fucking loaded amusement park. Well, yeah, that was a well, when I saw the trailer, it reminded me of that movie that came out way after the fact. But I don't know if it's inspired by it, like Escape from Tomorrow. Yeah, the the, the horror movie about the guy who. Yeah, he did a, a horror thriller and shot it inside of Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> um, the 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 director is Randy Moore, and basically, um, they wanted to like make a film about like loss of innocence, and so <laughs> what better place to to film it at, and you know, than the happiest place on earth? And they did all that like they basically got the cast and crew uh, to dress up as just regular tourists, and they filmed uh, the movie Escape from Tomorrow on DSLRs, and like just like pretending like you know they were just like shooting like a home. Yeah family uh a family uh uh video and uh the film is pretty fucking wild that's a film i want to recommend that we should talk about on the show one it's day been a long ass time since i've seen it it's a too. crazy fucking movie it's a little disturbing i i and one of my favorite posters too oh one yeah of my favorite, just the, the mickey fucking, hand with blood like, yeah oh it's, it's so cool it's really it, fucking sick. it's amazing that that guy is still alive right now <laughs> oh yeah yeah i know <laughs> Yeah. But um, and especially wait. considering like what the film's about, you know? <laughs> yeah, that and it's just like he shot it at Disney and like came away alive from it. That's like if you make a that's like if you're trying to make a documentary about the lost parts of Animal uh, Kingdom that are shut like shut off from the rest of society. You already have YouTube for that, you know? I know, I know. <laughs> that was always that was always one of the most interesting parts about Disney, like about like hidden Disney shit. That's so oh like crazy, like the 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 brain amoeba incident on Animal Kingdom and the water park, and how they just closed think, that fucking section down from the rest of the I public. Think one of the creepiest, like just genuinely one of like the creepiest like occupations or just hobbies is being an urban explorer, mm, and yeah. like going into like aban- abandoned like abandoned towns or abandoned uh, amusement parks. Uh, I think about that movie, uh, the Chernobyl. Di- Did we see this together? The Chernobyl Diaries, we didn't where see it's basically I that. Like it's a it's a bunch of exp- it's a couple of explorers going to Chernobyl and just like walking around. Was it Jesse McCartney? Are you serious? Jesse McCartney. Holy yeah. fucking shit! Yeah, <laughs> I Chernobyl remember Diaries. the premise of that movie is so strong. 
because that's literally what we're like what you're describing it's yeah it's it's about like uh, like young tourists who go into like chernobyl and like who go into chernobyl and they like you know it's found footage and you know mutated people yeah like you take all that other you know extra fluff aside the the core idea of just like people traveling to chernobyl seeing how it looks like now is so fucking terrifying and awesome oh dude hell yeah not awesome know, in the like, sense of like dope, dude, but like in the sense of like that would make a dope, really cool, pro- like that would make a really cool project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, bro. <laughs> you know, Why is my ex- skin green? <laughs> the concept of urban explorers is really fucking. It's always been really creepy to me, especially the videos that they they make. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the amusement park it looks look, looks really good. I, yeah. I'm really interested to see it. Uh, it's gonna be on Shutter. Uh, you know what? I'm also really interested in seeing. What. <laughs> Venom Let There Be Carnage had a trailer. Oh officially shit. So yeah. Last Venom week. 2. Uh you starring Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson, Derek and the Bandy Venom. Circus, <laughs> and Venom. How can and we ever forget as about himself. Venom? <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, dude, it looks so good. Yeah. It looks so yeah. good in the worst ways possible. Like, like I'm I, so excited to eat this garbage. <laughs> see, here's the thing. Like, I'm so I, I'm way more hyped for this. Like for this movie compared to I was like for the last one because the like first the last one, yeah. trailer yeah the last trailer we had like for, for that one specifically it was just like it was a the most generic movie about a guy going crazy ever they didn't even show venom in the first trailer here it looks like that they they they're doubling down on what made the first one like good which was like you know kind of like the more like i guess self-aware like comedic element of it especially with like tom hardy talking to himself and yeah like and like considering i i it's really weird that Andy Serkis is directing this, but I really, really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I don't find it weird now when I look at this trailer because, you know, and it's funny because like the trailers for the first Venom movie made it look exactly what you were describing. But in reality, like a, a good chunk of that film actually just plays up like the campiness of having this fucking alien be like your weird best friend bully. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and it looks like they're going in full force with the with the sequel in this one, where to the point that it kind of feels like a Lethal Weapon buddy comedy, where it's He's just like, like <laughs> it's a, it's Alien Murtaugh, you know, the, <laughs> and, and a more British rigs. The symbiote <laughs> kind of reminds me of like Doctor Octopus's arms, how they would just like do things for him, like light a cigar. Also, or like, like the or ADR, like, give him a drink. Yeah, the ADR in the trailer, at least in that opening alone, just cutting through all the other audio and just being like just overdubbing the song like to is an annoying me? degree, but like is it's it it's purposeful. Is it me or, <laughs> or is like Venom? Is Venom's voice sound more like Tom Hardy than regular Tom Hardy? <laughs> you know, because he yeah. has that like that that like 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 Bronson grubbiness. Like <laughs> it's not like Bronson, but it's more like. It, it it's more like if like uh, it's more like his Bane. first shot at Bane. That, <laughs> yeah, it sounds more yeah, like yeah. like what if you take out the muzzle and it's just like okay, sound like a tough weird dude, and it's like <laughs> I will eat Mrs. Chen. It's like okay, <laughs> you know enough. um, <laughs> I could never okay, I couldn't like I couldn't continue Peaky Blinders, but I was like never started it, it, but I've heard it's great. I saw a few episodes. It's okay. I like I couldn't like I wanted to continue it just so I could like see Tom Hardy in it mm-hmm. and like. I, I said fuck it and I just wanted to like I just saw clips of him there. Fuck dude. He's so great. I, I forget how great Tom Hardy is at being just like Weird. himself. Oh yeah, that <laughs> like, too. Like he's always himself, but like it you know, like But that's hits. the thing with Tom Hardy. Like, yeah, we talk about we talk a, good, a lot of shit about him, but he is a genuinely fantastic actor. Cause he's able to get away with all this dumb shit. 
Oh my god, dude! Fucking <laughs> and make lock. it look like flawless, you know? Not, yeah, like not just like dumb shit, but like when he gets serious, like oh like yeah. Lock. But I, I'm saying like when it when it comes to like the like the silly roles that you see him. In, oh yeah, you know, like yeah, a yeah. Bane oh, yeah, or, or a Venom 100%. in this, you know? And like yeah, not just that. Like he he's just also like a good like not comedic relief, but like just a good like lighter character actor. Like he was one of the best parts of Inception. Yeah, <laughs> you my you must always dream a little bigger, darling. You know, like oh like, man, and, like it's great. I, it's great. I just think, you know, that we need more. I I just think that we need a rock and roller sequel. But that's that's beside the point. I you're was gonna the, say you're not the only one. <laughs> I know. I I was gonna say, um, I'm so not underrated. like I don't really feel surprised anymore by Andy by the choice of Andy Serkis directing this because when you look at the Venom Eddie romance alone, it feels like a weird <laughs> Peter Jackson movie. You know, like it feel like it has the same tone to me. It, it kind of carries the same tone, like that campiness of, uh, and campiness of the Hobbit movies, where coincidentally, you know, Circus Ooh. not only starring as Gollum, but he was he he, he directed uh, second unit second unit for yeah, the yeah. trilogy. You know, so like it feels like he's carrying a lot of what he learned under Jackson's wing and kind of applying it here. At least when it comes to like creating silliness, <laughs> I guess. I mean, he's directed yeah. two other films beside this. Uh, he yeah, the which apparently movie. are very serious. He directed the Mowgli movie. He directed that one Brief. film with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. No, not not Jake Gyllenhaal. It was Andrew no, Garfield. No, pa- Oh, what? You're talking about Brief? Really? Yeah, you're talking about. There's a movie he directed before Mowgli called Brief with Andrew yes, Garfield. Yes, Andy Serkis. Okay, where, my, my yeah, my fault, my fault. Yeah, where I think I, he, like he was playing a paraplegic or something. Yeah, for some reason I get Brief, that one movie that Paul Dano directed, and um, and uh, that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Confused. No, wait, wait, wait! You're mixing up the titles. Okay, I know, Brief, I, I am mixing Brief up. Is Andy no, no, I'm Serkis. saying you're talking about no, no, Wildlife. I, I know, by I know. Paul I'm saying I know I'm saying oh. that I I get those three movies confused. Oh okay. Like I, like I get those three movies confused. Yeah, breathe. Yeah, breathe is the one with Andrew Garfield and Claire Foy. Uh huh. I heard yeah. that. I heard that's pretty good. I also heard. I also heard Wildlife is actually pretty good too, especially yeah. for a good Carrie Mulligan performance as well. Oh but oh but oh god fucking yeah. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. man, we uh, we don't so even need to get into Riddler stuff. Yeah, I think he looks yeah. great. I don't think yeah. I I yeah. think it's oh, kind of dumb that people are like getting angry over his design. I like we it. I like it. It's so nice. <laughs> there's a lot. Okay. All right. Before we move on from Venom 2, there's a lot of like Spider-Man Easter eggs that, you know, again, we don't know where that's going, but that might go somewhere. So, you know, it's a lot. I I don't want to get too much into that because I we, think we they're have a lot lying to, talk to about, me. But. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest. I think they're lying to me. Yeah. I think there's honestly, no fucking connections to the actual Daily Bugle or like this. I, I like, think I, I think this is super disconnected and I'm so fine with that. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Quit lying to me. Just, you know, but whatever. Let's move on. Well, okay. We, we should mention, because, you know, he is in the title. Carnage does look kind of cool. Oh, yeah. He looks fine. Yeah. He's I, exactly, I, I, he, I think he looks cool. Yeah. He, look, he looks exactly how, how, how you think he would. I, I wish he had the black teeth. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. He doesn't have that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I, I'm like, look, it's also Woody Harrelson slash, you know, minus his, his silly ass wig. But it looks like he's having a... It looks like a movie where everyone's having fun. And I'm yeah. kind of okay with that. Well, no, I am okay with that. I'm excited for that, actually. Yeah. yeah so here's hoping the movie's good. I At least, I hope it's better than the first one in terms of quality. You know, yeah. I'm not expecting much. I, but maybe I, I that's just, the point. I, I just hope, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I just... I, I really hope that, like, now with, like, like the new, like... I guess, like, the new uh, vision behind it, like, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Know? And, uh, yeah. Let's talk about something uh, 
something we're 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 just excited about because like completely unironically like <laughs> yeah the first official trailer for green knight came out trust me this is the first one don't look it up this is the <laughs> first one yeah it looks no. so fucking and, good yeah, yeah <laughs> green yeah, knight no, looks, looks so good yeah yeah it's it's literally the perfect blend of like dark souls and like legend of zelda yeah i was i wasn't expecting from like dave laurie you know not also and, not like wasn't expecting from a24 this looks like the most expensive a24 movie i've ever seen no yeah just from this, the trailer this, alone this looks like it's their like blockbuster almost or the closest thing they've had to one you know which uh, is well, a surprise yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. given their studio yeah yeah no it's it's really fucking cool uh, the Green Knight, you know, directed by uh, David Laurie. It's basically it's an Arthurian tale uh, about you know the fairy tale of the Green Knight, which is um, uh, King uh, Gaiwin, uh, not King Gaiwin, sorry, uh, Sir Gaiwin. Yeah, Sir Gaiwin. Um, uh-huh. He is the the nephew of King Arthur, and uh, he gets basically challenged, uh, or he has a quest to uh, kill the Green Knight, and um, you get bits and part of that uh, in this trailer and. Uh, yeah, no, just, like, we don't, like, the, the story is pretty straightforward. And, like, again, this is, like, a fairy tale. So it's, like, an, it's, an, it's a tale of Arthurian legend, you know? It's just... Yeah, yeah, and, like, and, and you know, I, I I think it's pretty obvious what's going to happen. You know, the Green Knight's going to die. You know, Dev Patel gets his uh, his honor. I think that's what's going to happen, you know? But you never know. Like, David Lowry <laughs> might, might come out of nowhere and be like, hey, fuck that. They all die, you know? <laughs> you know, okay, so when we were recording this the first time, I, I, I was just... I, and I wanted to say it here again. I was just surprised by how many Green Knight like stories have been adapted, or how many Green oh, Knight yeah. movies have adapted the story in the past. Let me list this off. So we have 2021's The Green Knight, directed by David Laurie, which you know, by the way, having him on there feels great because that's nice. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But then we also have Sword of the Valiant, The Legend of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight from 1984, starring Sean Connery as the Green Knight. Uh, Horrifying, also, by the yeah, way. You also have Gawain and the Green Knight from 1973. Gaiwin? Or Gaiwin, yeah. Garvin and the Green Knight. Played by... Where the Green Knight is played by one Nigel Green. I don't know where he's from. Then you have Franklin the Turtle and the Green Knight from 2000. Nice. Nice. Uh, I don't know who plays the Green Knight in that, but Franklin the Turtle is also in this. Then you have Sir Gawain and the Green Knight from 2002. Which is a short film with uh, oh James Darcy as Sir Gawain. That's cool. From um, he's from uh, the Agent Carter TV show. He played Jarvis, the actual one, the actual butler. Oh, he's he's also in Dunkirk. All right, look at it. But yeah, it's a lot of them. I'm, I was surprised because I thought this was like a one and like a like a one of its kind type of movie, where like this story has never been adapted in you know film before. But it looks like a bunch of British movies and a, and a Franklin movie have adapted this already. The cast yeah. is stacked, by the way. Yeah, Joe no, Edgerton, it's... Alicia Vikander, Dev Patel, uh, Patel obviously. Um, um, who I, else? Well, I, th- I think the coolest casting would probably be uh, uh, the Green Knight himself, or uh, uh, Ralph Ineson. Oh, yeah, uh, the dad was... from The Witch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him, I really, really fucking dig that Sean Harris plays King Arthur. I think that's so fucking sick. Um... I don't know who Aaron Kellyman was uh, playing. Uh, that's the, that, that's the girl from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And, yeah. Uh, Solo. Um, his character named Winfred, so she could be like <laughs> Winfred. <laughs> yeah, like the fox or something. I don't fucking know. Um, I just think it's a funny name, Winfred. 
Yeah. And also Barry Cohen is in this as well. Yeah, yeah, Barry Cohen. He plays like I guess like a a third like another person trying to complete the quest. Yeah. And uh yeah, no, it it looks it looks simple. It looks it, you know, it it looks ambitious for A24 and I like that we're getting just like this highly stylized, you know, Arthurian dark fantasy. I think mm-hmm. it's really fucking cool. And I think like given like you know, a lot of like the cinematography, the shots in this in this trailer. I think we're gonna get something really special. So, man, do you do you ever did you ever see that movie Deliver Us from Evil? It's another Sean the, Harris uh, movie. De- isn't Deliver Us from Evil that one? Um, it's where Eric Bana and huh? Scott, Scott, Scott Derrickson. Yeah, it was his follow yeah. up to Sinister. Yeah, that movie's not good, but like Sean Harris plays the the guy like that's being possessed. And there's an incredible sequence in the third act that's set to break on through to the other side by the doors. Nice. That's like, it's literally the biggest, the only highlight from that film. He, it's super he cool. Fucking, he basically plays Ted Kaczynski in, in Mission Impossible. <laughs> and oh, he was really right. good. Yeah, he was, he was that. fucking, he was great. Um, uh, he was great as him. Like, you know Paul Bettany played Ted Kaczynski? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In that Manhunt series. I saw a little yeah. bit of that with my dad. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of well, Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> nothing related to Ted Kaczynski. There's a, there's a lot of... We're going well, into related the to the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, a bunch of... What we're going to go through within the next four hours or so is just a bunch of shit that Warner Media announced throughout the last... Let's like not today. four hours, but... I know, I know. I'm joking. Yeah. I, at least I hope. Um, <laughs> they just announced a whole bunch of shit, not only like in the, within the past week when we didn't record, but also today because yeah. it's, um, it's upfront season and what better than to just drop a bunch of fucking news about upcoming shows and projects for, yeah. you know, Cartoon Network and HBO Max and all this stuff. Let's start with like, let's start with the big merger. Yeah. So earlier, um, this week we got the news that AT&T has decided to merge Warner Media with Discovery. Essentially, you know, killing a bunch of the debt that they received with buying Warner Media in the first place. And Warner Media and Discovery are just going to become another big media giant now. It's AOL Time Warner kind of all over again. Yeah, no, this is like the streaming wars have been in, in full fledged fury for a while now. And like, this is just another huge step uh, for, you know, for. I guess this respective side. Uh, uh, where do you fall in the streaming wars? Where, where are your Where are your loyalties? Because I'm on the HBO side here. <laughs> well, so okay, I, I mean, I, when if we're talking about just like streaming services, I have yeah. my answers for this. But when it comes to this news in particular, I don't know how I feel about it. No, I mean it's you another know? situation of like any type of merger. Like people are gonna lose their jobs. Yeah, people are gonna and, be losing also, their jobs and like. Cutting like, costs. A lot of people are just like super, at least people who are working in, in both of these companies right now, just don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Like there have been reports since this broke out that nobody knows what's going on with WB Games. Because they were technically supposed to be sold. There was a time where they were going to be sold off Yeah. from yeah. from the rest of Warner Media, And that wasn't the case because somebody from the board or like yeah, you know they all collectively agreed that changed, it yeah. was it was important for the for their company but now nobody really knows where that's going to go and also a bunch of people from the like from the companies just did not know this was happening which is kind of funny considering like Jason Kilar the the CEO of Warner Media yeah, who I was, was also behind that. the whole HBO Max theater deal just like didn't know this was happening 
or just was unaware of this deal how are you like the happening CEO? so soon. How are you the CEO and completely out of the loop in this? Somebody must have really loved theaters in that discovery boardroom. Oh, dude, that's really <laughs> like, that's that that seems like so like on purpose. Yeah, right. It <laughs> you know, like, like it feels like business spite. <laughs> like, like wow, like you really said fuck off to this guy. Yeah, yeah I'm a no, I, I'm no. a just list a couple of numbers here. So the uh, this is coming from the Verge. The deal is an all stock transaction which will see at&t receive 43 billion dollars in a combination of cash debt securities and debt retention on the part of warner media at&t shareholders will receive stock worth 71 percent of the new company while discovery shareholders will own the remaining 29 percent and look when it comes to streaming i don't see something like discovery plus going on so soon like for so long i see either like a merger or or that's like that service being shut down completely. I mean, Discovery like, Plus, I think. I mean, that that seems like you know, it just seems like a loose end, like, you know, like that extra piece of like you know, like just extra fat. Yeah, which is weird considering it's it's technically Warner Media being sold off to Discovery, but I think in here's my prediction, in terms of brand recognition and impact, I think the stronger service going forward in the future will def like when you were comparing these two will definitely be hbo max just because of name recognition alone mm-hmm. you know and not only because of the projects that were that they also greenlit and are currently developing which we'll get into in a little bit now you know but it's just i i just see that happening more so because like yeah their discovery plus definitely has an audience it's not a big one but like it has its niche loyal following my dad has it and he watches all of his motorcycle stuff there and, and there's a lot of tlc shit about um what's that show that was trending a couple months ago with that guy with no neck. Um, fuck, yeah. The, uh, Big Ed, whatever his name is. Yeah, 60 Day something or... 60, 90 Day Fiance. Something you know? like that. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. had like, you know, a whole bunch of spinoffs and that fucking thing. And, you know, like it, it has a following there, but I could easily see that being folded into HBO Max. It's literally what we've been talking about the last couple of months with mm. the streaming wars. Like smaller services are just going to be eaten up by bigger companies. It's crazy that we're like, it, it, I I just find it wild how how much like, how much the uh, uh the industry has changed over the course of a year. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild. You yeah, know, the pandemic I mean, it really was like fucking like steroids when it comes to this shit. You know, like yeah, I I feel like it was inevitable, honestly. Oh no, yeah, 100%. especially with COVID, you know, affecting everything in the industry. It, it definitely accelerated it all, you know, to yeah. an astounding degree, and it, it, it's it's shocking. Uh, but with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with that though, you know, streaming services are going to be eaten up by other companies, and it's going to, you know, basically be cable repackaged again. But hey, imagine trying to explain you, all this. Imagine trying to explain all this to somebody like twenty years in the in the in the, in the past. Oh like, yeah, it, no, they, just a coked up executive. There's this thing <laughs> called There's this thing called Amazon Prime. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, holy shit! I thought you actually like started like, coke. Are you kidding me? No, no. I thought you actually, no. I thought you fucking like blew off like some moko like out of your nose. No, I like, get Jesus it all over the Christ, mic, man. Yeah, that's why I'm like. I what? really hope it caught that though. No, it did. Hundred yeah, percent. Okay, yeah. good. That's Nihar's problem. I'm well, sorry, buddy. Yeah, with that, yeah, yeah. Okay, with, with that, that. Hey, man, the Batman channel is gonna be a thing. Yeah, let's though. talk about comic book stuff. Yeah. Um, out of fucking nowhere, even though it's kind of been of a rumor for the last couple of months, something. Uh, Batman animated related. Yeah. A, a yeah. new Batman animated series 
has been announced and is in development. Not just, not just the Batman, the animated Batman series. Who's behind this, role? So <laughs> it's called Batman Caped Crusader. It's coming from HBO oh, Max boy. and Cartoon Network. From J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves. What? And what? I guess Bruce Tim returning ah! for a reimagining. <laughs> I know. <laughs> for a reimagining of the Cape Crusaders' noir roots. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah. apparently, it's going to be a it, it's um, a new reinvention of the Batman mythos. There's been some key art that's been revealed for this. A poster. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just a poster written, like drawn by Bruce Tim. You see like Batman's design. It's very reminiscent of just his early Detective Comics yeah, costume 100%. from the Golden Age. And fuck yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> I want like, this. I've been wanting this forever. <laughs> this wasn't the only thing that was announced. Uh, we also had two other things. But yeah, C- Cape Crusader. Yeah. Like, this is like s- such a best case scenario for for especially okay if you're around our age group we're both we're both 22 if you're like <laughs> around our generation we grew up in the mid 2000s dc animated like dc was on top of like the animated spectrum and we were literally in the middle of uh, of just watching that prosper and like we we grew up with such amazing tv shows and moments from the the old dc animated universe that it makes me so happy that we're getting like some variation of that old aesthetic and style not only that we get you know jj abrams which you know give we've said so much about you we said so much about jj in the past in the end of the day you know he is a he is a filmmaking giant who does know what he's doing in terms of like you know producing yeah look i've I've said it before he's he's produced a lot of really He's produced better stuff than the he's things great, he's actually directed and wrote. He's a good businessman. He's a good businessman. Yeah. Like, now, not only that, you know, not only that, you know, you get Matt Reeves who is a lot of confidence. Yeah, we have for, a, we for have, that Batman movie now. Oh my god! Yeah, like not just not just from like our perspective as fans because we're really excited to see him, but like it seems like they WB really wants to keep him on board for a while. Yeah, and that really makes me happy that like it shows how much how much love he has for this character at the same time yeah. i and i met, we meant we talked about this to each other earlier but i want to reiterate it here i could easily see this and this is like the worst case scenario i could easily see this being like a really like um premature act of confidence for you know wb to matt reeves a la like ryan johnson and disney could you be. know where like they they promised a trilogy of films before the last Jedi came out and then see, oopsie. <laughs> I, I see. I tried to like like not think of that. I know when, when but this, like, but it's, like it's possible. That's no, the thing. it is hundred percent. But like I guess a, a really good comparison also could be like just the whole like relationship that Fat John Favreau and um, uh, oh, my bad uh, and um fucking uh, what's his name motherfucker um Dave Filoni John Favreau and Dave Filoni have mm-hmm. with Disney and the Mandalorian and the Star Wars properties with that that is true and, and like I and like if we can get something like that where it seems like there's a good balance between like the studio mandated wants and like the filmmaker vision I feel like we could get something really good and like this is also animated too which kind of means like this might be like this might be just like its own thing so like fuck it like pop you know with bruce tim behind this as well this i think we could get something very experimental and very 
just original. Like, this yeah. reminds me a lot of fucking Beware of the Batman also. The way okay. they're, like, presenting this. Yes. And I know that we are kind of... We kind of differ when we're it comes outliers. to Beware the... Uh, we're outliers, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of, Be- of Beware the Batman, to okay. be honest. Okay, yeah, sure. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I really looking like at this, I'm, they haven't said it yet, but I... They haven't said if it's 2D or 3D yet, but I'm really hoping that this show is 2D. I think it's 2D. Because I, of I, Bruce Tim's involvement, I, just I, because, I, you know, like... But because it's I, animated, I bet all my money. You know, I bet all my money in it. Yeah, I bet all my money yeah. with. And like, not only that. Like, we also had that really, really good uh, Batman seventy fifth anniversary. Uh, short yeah, film. There, there's days. that short film that Batman okay, Strange yeah, Days. Yeah, Strange yeah. Days. That which yeah. Bruce Tim directed, and you know, even with the design, going with the design, it's actually pretty similar to the one that we see in this key art here it's for like the show. It's like a fifties Batman. Yeah, so. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually the type of tone that they want to go for with this series, which is kind of funny considering that this is supposed to be a joint like partnership with HBO Max and Cartoon Network because yeah. Cartoon Network has kind of been skewing to be more kid-friendly or more kid-friendly than it has been in, over the past couple of years. You know, like it, like they don't have, like, they don't really have something like an adventure time anymore on, the, on, that, have... on that network. Do they still have like the DC animated block? They do, right. but it's it's oh. Teen Titans Go and DC Superhero Girls. You know, it's it's two very kid-ish shows, which at least with when it comes to the Superman one, which we'll get into, I guess we could get into it now as, as well, seems more in line with that l- branding of the network than this does right now. Like yeah. I could see this being a fucking Toonami show. Yeah, or an, an yeah, adult well, swim show, you know. That would be that would honestly be best case scenario. And considering the fact that uh, that um, um, uh, was it, Chris DeMarco, uh, he uh-huh. he Jason DeMarco, yeah, Jason DeMarco. He considering he he tweeted that out, you know, like on his own personal page. I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to move this uh, under the Adult Swim banner or Toonami. Um, Which is yeah, weird talking, though, because yeah, I but, feel like they would have just announced that from the get go. I Who feel. knows? Who knows? It could it, be Saturday. It could be like, it could be like a Saturday night, a uh, Saturday night more like mature mm-hmm. uh, Batman animated uh, show right before Tsunami. So that might be like the little like space uh, they they could fit that in, or maybe that could be what introduces Tsunami. Um, and yeah, like the, the the with the Superman series, like like you were saying, it's more like hearted. Uh, Jack Quaid plays Clark Kent, which yeah, is, it's interesting and like. You can definitely tell the tone they're going for just by like that, you know, just by that casting. That casting and just like the the key art that they show here, it's it's kind yeah. of like more webtoons anime. Very newgrounds, very newgrounds. Yeah, like it, <laughs> which I don't mind. It actually looks kind of cute. It's called the uh, My Adventures with Superman or My Adventures of Superman. What's it called? Fuck, um, I, I lost it. My, yeah, My, my Adventures, Adventures with Superman. Superman. Yeah, and it's gonna be Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen. They're both twenty-something uh, young members of the Daily Planet, and it would basically be about like Clark working with them as he's like you know I guess trying to balance his life between being you know a reporter and being a superhero. And, um, yeah, um, Jack Quaid, I think, is he, right now he's the only one officially announced. No, actually, they, they have the voice for Lois Lane here. She's going to be played is... by uh, Alice Lee from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Do you know about this show? Not, I'm not familiar. Did you ever hear about that show? I, 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 I had to learn about it when I was taking a broadcasting class in, in school, which, oh, by the way, graduated. Thank God. I'm free. Yeah, congrats, bud. Thank you. I'm very tired, but yeah. I'm very happy. That looking I'm sharp, done with that. L- looking sharp in those pictures. Thank you. Um, what was it? I, I think I, I've I, seen the poster for this. No, there's no poster for it. I, there's like a no, logo so, and then. Huh? So it's extraordinary playlist. Yeah. Extraordinary playlist. Oh, yeah. I 
I, I remember hearing about that show in my broadcasting class because we were learning about um, network scheduling and all that. And my teach my teacher, you know, he just watches everything that they show on, on the network uh, primetime schedule every you know every season. And he was telling me that that was like a really interesting show, but definitely something that wouldn't live past like a season or two on network primetime because of how strange it was. I don't know what the whole thing. Apparently, it's like. Apparently, it's like a live-action Phineas and Ferb, where it's like a song each episode or something, or a musical each episode, like a different thing. You know, it's a, a different musical each episode is what I mean here. But um, I you heard it was actually tell, quite like, good and very yeah, you weird. You can definitely tell by, like, like you know, the people behind this and, like, you know, who they're getting, that they're really going for a very specific uh, tone and aesthetic. Yeah, so. my bad. I was I was going on a tangent there, but yeah, you, definitely no, yeah, yeah. With, with the Superman thing. No, no, yeah, you're good, yeah. you're great. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it leads into this. Like, yeah, no, it definitely like I'm I'm pretty excited for it. It looks it looks fun, you know. Like I wouldn't be. I, I yeah, I, I was gonna say like I, I I'm I'm happy that this got announced alongside the Batman news because like yeah, as as much as I am excited about a new Batman show from Bruce Tim, and I hopefully you know Paul Dini writes an episode or two because that would be nice as well. Yeah. Um, like I'm glad that they announced this in tangent with it because this could easily just be another thing of like, oh, there's your Batman bias showing. You don't get any love for Superman, even though he technically he has a show right now on the CW, which is not man, bad, <laughs> surprisingly. Man, at, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm really excited for the Superman show, but wouldn't it have been great if we got like a counter, like a, a counterpiece, like Superman show in the style of like Cape Crusader. So like Superman, Man of Steel, and like it's like set, yeah. Like, like it's set in the golden age, you know. Maybe it's like a remake of that original, original Superman animated. The Fleischer cartoons, yeah, 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 that'd be fucking sick. I would like that sick. as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm down for both of these. And honestly, okay, like I don't want to fucking, you know, I, I don't want to like complain about things that. No, know, we're I, so excited. I, I know, we're I'm so excited. excited. Yeah, but yeah, I, we both I, are. this is this is me essentially saying like, you know. Justice League could have been really cool to announce also. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Had like, that actually been just, a thing. Justice League Infinity? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'd yeah. cry. <laughs> I'd yeah. cry. That would, have, that would have been great, but, you know, hey, like, I, I, I don't mind that they want to do something new. Yeah, you know? look, I'm, I'm glad what we're, we're getting here, you know? Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. And then, you know, so we got, you know, Cape Crusader, Batman Cape Crusader, Batman uh-huh. Fine Danny, that's great. We got My Adventures with, uh, with Superman, which that sounds, you know, could be really fun, really funny. What else did we get announced? So, technically on the HBO Max front, uh, we got an update on the Batgirl movie. And it's going to be directed by uh, the directors behind Bad Boys for Life. Uh, my bosses. Adil El- yeah. My former bosses. <laughs> Adil El <laughs> and Bilal Falah. Uh, who, funny enough, they're also the showrunners for Cap- for Miss Marvel this season. Really? So, yeah. Oh, that's right. They that's are. That's a good they fat are. paycheck for them. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. I mean, fuck, dude. Like... It's such a, like, I wasn't expecting this news, you know? Like, I I, I wasn't expecting, like, an update on, uh-huh. like, the Batgirl movie, <laughs> you know? And, like, I, I, I kind of figured that, that that was kind of dead in the water after, like, Joss Whedon, after mm-hmm. everything that's gone on with Joss Whedon. But, you know, I think I think the bad boys there, like, those 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 two, I think they're really talented. I think they're, like, you know, I, I think they could do something uh, something pretty cool with, uh, with the character. As far as, like, the tone and, like, how, how it's going to be, like, I'm not... I really don't know because it's such a it's like it's an out of pocket choice, you know. Yeah, I mean, I well, look, I I didn't see Bad Boys for Life yet. I still haven't seen it because I've frankly I've never seen any of the movies. 
It's fun. It's it's like yeah. honestly like for but, a bad yeah, boys but movie I heard it's it was pretty good. fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a bad boys movie it's really fucking good. So, I mean, I'm 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 indifferent to it right now. I'm I'm sure they're actually a pretty promising choice. Uh Christina Hobson, uh the writer behind Bumblebee and Birds of Prey and The Flash actually. A lot of DC shit for her. That's good. She's also writing the script for this film. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect from this, but yeah, you know, I really I, don't. I'm, I'm feeling could, confident that it'll work. It really could be anything. And considering yeah. how many like different versions there are of like, like Batgirl, you know, not just Barbara, mm-hmm. um, they, they like, they, they really could take it, uh, any, any way. And like, if they want to, if they want it to like be in the same, you know, what's, what's going on with the DCU now? You know, like I'm so confused. Dude, don't now. ask like, me. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, know. We talk about I, it feels like we talk about this every week, but like, goddamn, like, like <laughs> you know, like what the fuck's happening? But. I don't know, but like I'm 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 okay with I'm okay with this news. Look, oh, yeah. I, to be honest, like I'm not, fuck. I don't want to complain. It sounds I, I feel like I'm I feel like a little bitch when I say shit like this, but like, yeah, I I, I will say this. I would still like to have I still would have liked to have seen Refn take a crack on this on this movie. Oh yeah, with Christina. <laughs> Girl. fucking awesome that would have been nuts <laughs> yeah no i i mean like it would have been like my like edgy like film like my edgy like film boy uh my edgy film boy half would like fucking cream all over that but like i like you know i i i don't think that uh i don't think that a riff in a uh, batgirl film is what wb wants right now <laughs> i know but like what if they did though why you know? not It'd yeah nice. why not what if we what Am I fuck goddamn okay, I'm making a movie in my head now. Okay. Refin <laughs> directed by Refin takes place after the events of the killing joke. <laughs> oh fuck. And like Barbara just spiraling. You, oh, man, okay. I need to talk to you. This is for this is we'll save this conversation for later outside the podcast, but I need to talk to you about that fucking Joker comic that's been going out the rounds for the last couple of months. That Which shit one? is good. <laughs> Which one? The 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 ongoing Joker series that dc has mm. been publishing okay which isn't actually a joker series as more so uh than than it is a, a jim gordon comic book series yeah mm. <laughs> i could see something like someone like Refn direct the shit out of that but um yeah that's that's it for that Refn uh, should make a constantine movie yeah you know i, I could also see that i really Maybe want even to adam a strange movie too i really want to make a constantine movie <laughs> there's a budget for it <laughs> speaking of budget dc animated is doing a injustice movie uh coming from warner brothers entertainment <sighs> i am like i'm i could toss a coin with this i it's like the, thing the fact is, like, that we're getting an injustice movie i don't know how the animation is gonna be and that's what worries me <laughs> with yeah with something like this it's like the most no shit ever for like a, a DC animated movie, is like, oh, we're running out of ideas. What should we do? Injustice, like mm-hmm. one of the most popular, like new big DC storylines in like the in the last like two decades, you know. And, and but like considering how DC animated has been for like the last the last ten years, you know, and like you see a trailer for part two of Long Halloween. That's Halloween. that's what I want to get into. Yeah, like I had some faith. In their animation style being a little different and more interesting I lost with, so long ago. I know with that <laughs> Superman movie that was gonna uh, that came out after Justice League Apocalypse War, Raider whatever it was called. Made of the Superman? No, no, that's before that. That's I'm talking about. Uh, I think it's like Man of Tomorrow or something like that. Um, the one the All Star Superman movie they did was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about one the one that came right after that. Uh, the end of the DC animated cinematic universe thing that they that they did. Um, you know, like I, I dug the animated style for that. 
And I thought that was going to be a one and done scenario for just that film. But they basically translated that same style, like the cell, not cell shading, but like the thick lines and the kind of like yeah. simple, basic uh, character designs of the ensemble. Yeah, kind of like Archer. They just tr- translated it into the long Halloween uh, two-parter movie. And it's so disappointing considering how fucking weird and different the Tim Sale art, the actual art from the Killing Joke, uh, Man, Killing Joke, the Long Halloween book. Could you imagine is, like you know? a? F- could you imagine like a Fantastic Planet type of Long Halloween animated film? It'd be fun. That, that it's way more interesting weird. than what we're getting now. Yeah, <laughs> like like it it it, re- it really bothers me because it, it it just seems like they they took the most like milk toast like oh what's the first thing you think of when you think of like noir like noir animation something like archer you know like very uh-huh. like comic booky and like of that specific aesthetic but like fuck man considering the long halloween has some of the most original batman artwork that's ever been published dude you know? look at joker grinning with his long ass teeth it's, i remember and yeah, compare it to the shots fucking... that they have of him in this movie oh dude no it's, it's fucking awful. disgusting it's dis- it's the same feeling i had when they compare when we started getting pictures of killing joke and comparing, oh, yeah. comparing the fucking art. Like, Joker looks fucking terrible. Joker looks awful compared to uh, Killing Joke, uh, the Killing Joke art. And, like, it, it's really fucking disappointing because, like, goddamn, like, they did it so well with Dark Knight Returns. I, know. I don't know what, I don't know what, like, what the issue is, you know? I, I will say this. I'm really happy I, Jen- Jensen Ackles is part of this. That's really fucking sick. Yeah, but, you know, I would rather have seen a more interesting art style than just a... That's the problem. They have to make... It's like a fucking mandate for them to have a movie out or have, like, two, three movies out per year. I think it's, like, twice a year, yeah. Yeah, well, because there's a Justice Society movie that I think already came it's out. It's always, like... It, it's always, like, Batman, Superman, sometimes Wonder Woman, always uh, always another Justice League. Yeah, and <laughs> usually just mostly Batman movies, which is, yeah. you know, I'll take it or... I'll, I'll take it, I guess but i don't care for it especially when it's like when it looks like this you know like i, I don't like that i, I don't especially like when each movie has to, like, to look the, the long, same like oh, fuck I, I, okay all right before we move on from this i, uh-huh. I think there's like you know at least like you know this topic like specifically relates to batman the most like when you're making an adaptation of of like a, of a comic book character in like you know in, in, in like a live action form I'm not, you know, we talked about this, and I think you agree too. I'm not looking for comic accuracy, and I'm not looking for a direct adaptation. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for just a, a a good take on this character, you know. And like, I consider like, I consider the Dark Knight trilogy the the same thing to Batman as I consider like Dark Knight Returns or the Long Halloween, just a different take, yeah. different version. With the animated movies, that like, I'm expecting a direct adaptation and considering like what they have to accomplish you know get a good vibe of like like the feeling and the tone you know that's that's trans that that's uh communicated through the art like i guess i'm more picky when it comes to the animated movies because i'm like you literally have the blueprint right next yeah, to you yeah look you know like, you you have the writing you know you basically have the script laid out there the story is already strong the the pro the, the uh the objective that you have to have with adapting this at least in animated form is making it look good and also trying to be faithful to that style yeah which is not like, what they're doing with these movies and it's and kind it's pretty disappointing to watch with, with something so distinct as like the long halloween art mm-hmm. you know there's like no there, there's like you know there's not many stories that like reflect its like uh, 
themes the way the, like the art does in the long Halloween, you know? Like Like dude, if fucking and 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 not the and wait, this let me check me, the Oster, look, let me check All-Star Superman animated. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that movie in fucking years. It I does look see- similar though. It does look similar There's a Frank Quiley's art. That granted, you it's not as weird as his, you know, as his character line, oh, but it's art. close. I, I know, same here. I love it as well. But it's it, it's not it's not as it's not like a one to one comparison, but it's close. You know, it's the same thing I'd give to something like Year One or Dark Knight Returns, like th- those adaptations. It, man, it. The only silver lining that I think this movie can have in being yeah, good, it's close enough. It's close. It's close. Like it's punch- not the same I, thing, but it's close. I like I like like Farm Boy Superman. Yeah, I've always loved Farm Boy Superman. I also love how outlandishly big his chest is. Like Frank Wiley, jo- oh his neck no, too. His neck, yeah. He, but like he literally oh, has dude. like a small baby chin and just a thumb. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's huge. But the thing is, like the way he makes his chest and just like if you ever see, uh, you should look him up. You should look how he draws. Who's, who's that guy? That member from the Doom Patrol that I really love, Flex Mentallo. Like he basically draws Superman like that. Just the fucking big bulky titties. <laughs> it's yeah, dude, really like, good I, though. Yeah, dude. Like, it really disappoints me, and like that's why. Like, I can't. I just can't be excited for something like Injustice. You know, I originally thought because like the first, uh, the first screenshot, the first screen cap I saw for like the article of this, uh-huh. I thought I thought it was gonna be like a CGI animated film. Oh, I don't know if I dig that honestly. <laughs> At oh, least dude, something I don't like know. Injustice. Well, Look, it'd be I, like, different, it, but I don't. In the style, in the style of like those old like uh, Injustice cinematics. Like the oh, really yeah. detailed, the really detailed animated. Uh, but that would style. be the most. That would have to be the most expensive animated direct oh, yeah, to DVD no, that, film ever. No, yeah, that, that would be like that would be an actual like theatrical release blockbuster. Yeah, you know? which I wish they could be doing with something like Injustice because that has potential. Oh you yeah, hundred percent. Like, like I don't know if we if you want to talk about Invincible, but I have an idea about where they should go with that, mm-hmm. and it's kind of in line with you know what Japan has been doing with like DB's uh, Super and and Demon Slayer, but. I'll leave that for later. The last thing I'll say about Injustice is it is Netherrealm, technically, and I could see this going the same route, and this is, like, the best scenario possible. I could see it going the same route as that Mortal Kombat Legends movie they had a couple months ago, the the Scorpion one, where the animation is very different from the recent, like, Warner Brothers animated uh, direct-to-DVD crop. And it's also appropriately violent for a Mortal Kombat movie. I'd actually say it's way better than the than the live action Mortal Kombat movie, especially mm. in terms of action and, mm. and 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 obviously animation because it just it looks really really nice and they definitely kind of took their time with that. I'm hoping the same for this because it's it is a Netherrealm property. Like that could work. If something like that could work, or if something like that, that the, the new Resident Evil movie that's going to come out on Netflix. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like about that, that CG. <laughs> that no. Like I'm talking about that CG. Oh yeah. That style, I think that would that would work better for something like Injustice. Oh man, uh, it, it's a show, by the way. That Resident Evil thing on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, dude, it looks so shitty. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not watching that shit. I don't care. I've heard those movies are very fucking goofy. <laughs> That's the thing. But um, yeah, let's move I, on. Let's move on. Here's here. This is a this is a, uh, a quickie here. But I'm very excited because finally we got confirmation with this. This is Adult Swim news coming from the upfronts today. Yeah. Uh, alongside a show called Royal Crackers, which is an animated uh, half-hour comedy series that's been greenlit for the for the block, we finally <laughs> got the confirmation that Smiling Friends, the sh- the the animated take, an animated take on self-help 
by one Michael Cusack and Zach Hadell, who you may know on YouTube as Psychic Pebbles, mm-hmm. is finally being greenlit to series. They That's had a crazy. they had a pilot that was aired during uh, 2019's April Fool's Day marathon, and dude. It played at like 3.30 in the morning and that was the most popular thing that came, like that everybody was talking about from that night. It was so fucking fun. It was really funny because like not only do you have Cusack who is pretty funny in um, uh, Yellow Crystal Fantasy and like all the other Adult Swim Rick and Morty shirts that he's done. But like also Psychic Pebbles who is somebody that we've been following since literally Years. middle school Years. with Coney 2012 and like Arrow to, all, the Arrow to the Knee and fucking Cats the movie trailer. Where, like that guy is funny as hell. Remember, he, did you ever used to watch the Hellbenders? Uh, I love Hellbenders. Hellbenders. I love dude. Hellbenders. The ice even, cream even, video. Uh, the ice cream video and then like even all the stuff with, like he does now with Oni with Oni plays and the Sleepy Cast. Uh, it, it's just. Yeah, you you have those two things, and then you also have um, Mike Stoklasa, who who guest starred as like the the person who they were helping uh, in the pilot. Everybody fell in love with this show overnight, and to the point where like every, like people would like kind of harass the like staff on Adult Swim and their Twitter page with like, "When is Smiling Friends getting greenlit? When is it coming out?" And we finally got confirmation for it. I'm very, very happy about Dude, it. Dude, it blows my fu- it blows it, my fucking oh, mind that he's just done. He, he, like, especially like from when like when we started watching him, like mm-hmm. he's oh god, that's that's so weird. I haven't I haven't like updated with Psychic Pebbles in so long, and just to see him like getting this opportunity again with something you know like dear to him. Dude, I feel so proud seeing him do this. Cause it's literally like it's literally just a random guy we would follow and watch his videos over the years yeah, as kids. Dude, Skyrim, and now he's Skyrim doing fucking shows on Adult Swim. That's the dream. Uh, that yeah, is, really like, is my dream. <laughs> it really is. Like, no oh, fuck. Ah, oh, dude, that makes me so happy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer. It's just, it's basically a recut version of the pilot if you haven't seen it. But just his voice is so funny. You yeah. you could he has a very distinct like imitatable voice when especially when he plays like elderly people and he's like are you the smiling friend like he fucking <laughs> collapses his throat it's so fucking hilarious i can't wait God. also can't wait for this but this was announced last week so it's technically not part of the upfronts but hey it's more adult swim shit holy shit venture brothers is coming back alongside yeah. metalocalypse and aqua teen hunger force as they're getting directed dvd movies literally exactly what we said was gonna happen is what happened yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're just sequel movies for all those shows that like got canceled or just like they're like these are like classic Adult Swim shows. These are like like part of like their own personal like Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um. I don't know. You know. Obviously, Venture Brothers. We've talked about before. You know. This is it's very really happy sad that they. Brothers, yeah. Very happy they're giving it the final shot. Of course. With this movie. Uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, that's great too. Um, a little weird considering how it ended, right? Well, okay. Uh, so here's the thing. I. <laughs> It's so funny because I have to act like I've told you this. I'm telling you this the first time. But yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I mean, mo- most of the conversations on this podcast are just things we've talked about before. It's true. true. Versions. It's actually a pretty yeah. good acting exercise. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it is. But um, with Aqua Teen, uh, when, they initially, when they initially got canceled, they had a 30 minute long My finale. See, is. such a good theme song. Uh, they had a they had a thirty minute long series finale for the show, right in their final season, and uh, everybody appropriately thought that that was the end of the show after that. And I th- and then the next day, they do a rerun of the series finale, 
but it's 15 minutes. It's the same length as any other uh, regular Aqua Teen show uh, or episode. And dude, the it the show had two series finales. They were so completely different. Like the the 15 minute the end the 15 minute finale is very very different from the 30 minute finale. <laughs> to the point that I don't know which one is actually the actual ending for the show. I'm sure there's an answer that you could look up now. And it's kind of weird considering that like yeah, I'm glad they're getting a movie, but it's kind of weird that they're getting one if it's supposed to take place after the events of the show because for all intents and purposes, the show kind of ends on a very Def, def, final. Uh, the uh, final note. <laughs> it's just the thing with the is finale. with that, It's just the thing is with the with a show like Arcatine or like any of these Adult Swim shows. You can write away. You could easily write away like a- any explanation for them, or you just ignore it. Just that say, is fuck true. It. That is true. Like you know? remember Hand Banana? That's my favorite episode in the show. You're, remember <laughs> Hand Banana? The 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 yes yes yes, yes. the created do- like the the um, the artificial dog banana hybrid chimera that rapes Carl multiple times. Like, <laughs> like they, they, he doesn't come back. They don't do anything else with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, and you're just I, supposed to like be. You're, you're supposed to like laugh at Carl when he gets assaulted the next time. Yeah, burp banana. Yeah, that's right. No, Hand Banana. That's his name. No. Hand Banana. <laughs> but. What- <laughs> wasn't his running Bert? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think it was Ham Banana. I don't know. I don't remember if he showed up again for another episode. Yeah, no, they could they could really do whatever they like want. Yeah, like, like they they could really ride away any. They could ride away uh, any explanation for 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 a movie. But, yeah, and like and back to Venture Brothers, like that one ended on a very very obvious cliffhanger to the point that like it it definitely needs an ending because. You know, I don't know how you could actually end the show on that note. Which, by the way, I, I, I now, now that now that I'm uh, technically looking for a job right now, um, I've just been binging. I, I started like looking at shows that I'm going to binge from start to finish, like within like a couple of days because I haven't done that in a long ass time because of school. I, I, I just, I, I'm about to do the finish that with Castlevania. But with Venture Brothers, yeah, dude, Very soon. great. I'm I'm gonna talk about it later on the show, but fucking yeah. great so far. But um, with Venture Brothers, I think that's the next one. Once I finish Castlevania, I'm gonna binge Venture Brothers from the very beginning, and probably finish that within the next couple of days. Still watching One Piece, so. <laughs> oh yeah, good luck. I'll see you in five years. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. And then oh yeah, Metal Apocalypse. I mean, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really cool. That's coming back. A lot of people, especially a lot of like a lot of Adult Swims have been uh, Soul Swim fans have been wanting this to happen for a long like, time because they 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 cut that series off very uh, very abruptly. Their, their synopsis for these three movies um, for uh, Aqua Team, it's a, a continuation of the of the anime series. Uh, fans will find out what happens next with Frylock, Meatwad, Master Shake, who consider themselves crime fighters, but the truth is they never fight crime. Aqua Team Hunger Force yeah. is created by yeah whatever. Um, uh, for Venture Brothers, Doc's latest invention will either bankrupt the Ventures or launch them to new heights. As Hank searches for himself, Dean searches for for Hank, the Monarch searches for answers, and a mysterious woman from their past threatens to bring their entire world crashing down. And for Metalocalypse, the power-hungry tribunal <laughs> unveils their secret and deadly 
Falcon back project as the world grows into embattled chaos and the menacing Doomstar breaches the Earth's atmosphere while the mysterious and twisted descent of a band member threatens the future of Deathlock. Pick him directly after the heroic rise of Toki Wartooth. <laughs> Can Deathlock choose between their egos or the and the greater good of the world to embark on a gauntlet of dangers that would try their fairies, try their very souls, and finally write the song that will be their last salvation? God, there's so such the fucking vocabulary with these shows is so funny to me. Like I'll, you, I'll, there's so uh, many funny things. Adult Swim always adult keeps it. Shows. Adult, Swim, uh, adult Swim has always kept it. Uh, they've always kept it consistent. So. Yeah. I, I hope they do, at least for Metalocalypse, I hope they do a nice John Schnepp tribute because, yeah. you know, he, yeah, he was yeah. he was a huge part of that show. And I I, I hope they, they pay some, uh, they pay respects to him because I don't think they were able to do that when they canceled the show. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, the all three of these movies, they, we don't have a date for them yet, but they're going to be set to release on DVD, Blu-ray, VOD for 90 days. And then they'll both be exclusively available on uh, Adult Swim and HBO Max after that period. Which, by the way, I, I mean, aside from that, theater-wise, fuck, dude, the ninety-day window's kind of dead now. <laughs> like, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of uh, studios have just decided, uh, have just and theater chains have just agreed on forty-five now. They've just ha- split it in half, which yeah. I think is the right way to go about it now. You know, with theaters I coming mean, back going forward, I, p- more people are getting impatient. You know, yeah, to watch these movies and like I, I, I again, like streaming services just seems like the way always has been so well i mean i i just think it's 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 a combination of that and also people wanting to just have things you know go back to normal as fast as possible now given that you know we've, we're getting more vaccines and you know people are starting to take them more like i went to the dude i went to the gym yesterday i don't know why i sound surprised when i say that but i, I went to the gym yesterday and i see a huge ass flyer in the front of my uh, at the front of the gym saying hey it's okay if you don't wear a mask now i'm like holy shit yeah <laughs> i haven't I, seen it, that in forever it still feels it still feels like very soon uh, it does it does but like it, it's such a weird feeling to see that now that people are just like fuck it we're done <laughs> it's <yeah>. over <laughs> let's move on yeah uh, um so from, yeah, also, other adult swim that. news yeah more more, more adult swim shit. there's spinoffs yeah um Rick, uh, Rick and Morty spinoff about the Vindicators is in development now. It's a mini series, mini spinoff series that set. I feel like that's of, been. I feel like that's been like rumored for a while. I don't know why. Really? Oh, this this is the first time I'm hearing about this. But uh, it's gonna be a digital. Okay. Uh, these these four spinoffs, which um, we'll get to the other ones in a second here, are um, set to consist of between eight to ten episodes, and they will be available across global digital platforms. So. It sounds like kind of kind like of mini episodes almost. Yeah, like mini like spin-off like uh bonus content. They're short form series, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for the Rick and Morty one, yeah, we we got the uh, Vindicators, which is their non-Avengers Answer the Avengers team. Answer yeah. the Vindic Beacon and join our old pals Supernova, Vets Maximus, Alan Rails, Crokeybot, and Noob Noob. <laughs> <laughs> They died. I don't understand how like <laughs> they fucking died. I don't understand how that it, how, how they're br- they're bringing them back uh, as they fight crime, <laughs> avert genocides, and yuck it up without Rick and Morty. Why does it sound like? Why does it sound like uh like an American Nerds podcast description? Like, I, it I sounds like one of our episodes. <laughs> I don't know. I did, I just come realized join that Vic now. And, <laughs> come join Vic and Row as we fight crime, avert genocides, and yuck it up. And that sounds like an American Nerds like episode. <laughs> hey, look, 
I think it's fair to say that we are a very anti-genocide podcast. So oh, I, that's a good thing. Extremely. You know? Yeah. Contrary to a lot of shit that's going on, I think that's a really good thing that we are anti-genocide. <laughs> Vindicators. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll so the Vindicators, the yeah. Um, yeah, Vindicators. There's that. There's, really that cool. uh, there's Alabama Jackson, a <laughs> robot chicken spinoff, based on a creator, uh, based on a character that Donald Faison from Scrubs created with Seth Green. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. If you thought this episode was problematic, holy shit. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. Yeah, like, Donald Donald Faison is. Faison. Sorry, it's Alabama Jackson. A smooth talking time traveler who lands in exactly the wrong place at the wrong time every time. Every oh time. god, that sounds really bad. <laughs> if he can survive <laughs> the past long scared. enough to get back to the present, he, he he just might find something he wasn't looking for himself. Alabama Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um That's cool. then there's uh, an Aqua Teen <laughs> spin-off called <laughs> so stupid. Aqua Dunk side pieces. Okay. I like that where, side pieces. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Where we'll find out what happened to uh what happened in the later lives of various side characters and villains, such as the Moonanites, the Plutonians, MCP Pants, the Frat Aliens, Happy Time Harry, Hand Banana. Hand banana. Yeah. Hey, Hand Banana, there you go. That's and your the answer. cybernetic ghost of Christmas past. There's your answer. There you yeah. go. Uh the new series will premiere later this year. It's also cool. actually gonna be created by Matt and Dave. Uh, same creators of Aqua Teen. Oh, and then, fuck. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Your pretty face is going to hell. <laughs> I've never seen this. Is it that good? Oh, dude. Talk about a fucking fever dream. <laughs> like, just, dude, just straight up, like, I, I, all I remember is just 4 a.m., just horrid things coming out of my TV <laughs> because, like, your pretty face is going to hell is playing. That, I remember, like, really- Oh, sorry, I remember what? really liking it. No, I remember. Yeah. I remember how janky it was. And I really liked it. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've heard it's great, but I I've never seen. Yeah. It. Um. Apparently, this will just the, the the animated series of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell is apparently going to be um it's their fifth season. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's, it, it's gonna it's gonna mark as their fifth season. Which I don't know what it says about the the future of the show, but you know maybe it's like a Trailer Park Boys thing. Where they still have the live action show, but they have an animated spinoff as it's well. It's just it's so easy to make your pretty faces going to hell. It's literally just makeup chair, really bad green screen. Yeah, that's- I've seen some of that. <laughs> it's funny shit. But hey, that sounds fun too. Yeah, uh, you know, I like I, I, I'm, I'm down for that. I want to see. I wonder what Hand Banana's up to. <laughs> it says down here. It says down here. Um, we just hope the bosses will let us release the ten hour Snyder cut of your pretty faces going to hell. The animated series. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's really cool. Uh, by the way, okay, God I don't, don't yeah. want to get into. I know. Hey, huh, we were that. I, I guess that's it for most of the Warner Media yeah. stuff. I was yeah. gonna say though, y- you've been reading stuff. on some of the weird shit. Oh, surprisingly enough, you've been reading about some of the weird shit coming out of with Zack Snyder recently with Army of the Dead. What about, about how he had? A, apparently, there was a no chair policy during production. Okay, yeah, where nobody I did. was allowed to sit in yeah, a chair. Yeah, all right. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like, I feel like that's such a common thing, and like, especially in the industry. That, where nobody like, just sits in a chair to relax. Yeah, where like, like sitting on a sitting on a film set, it's like no good. It's like that's like not good at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay, all right, I I you know I I guess like I I could talk about it, but like going like you know, uh, Bad Boys. When I worked on that, you know, uh, like we'd all have like radio. We we'd all obviously had like our our radios, like walkies, 
and uh, I would con- you you constantly hear like people having conversations on the radio, mm-hmm. and like the amount of times there was a solid like separate like five times where like PA were like PAs um, that were you know that that were students that like you know I knew they were lit- they were uh, they were being told like over like the AD over like the uh, or not the AD but like um, uh, UPM or whatever over the uh, over the mic. Is like, hey, those are uh, those people sitting down, uh, sitting down by uh, this street and that street. Yeah, tell them to get off the set. They're fucking fired. Yeah, like, like oh, shit. it's it's literally like, yeah, that's fuck not you. surprise, honestly. Like, it's, which... But it's like so abrasive too, where it's like, yeah, fuck you. You're not part of the set. Like, like yeah. go fuck yourself. Like, and, and like, I feel like a lot of people don't know that, and I feel like whenever you hear stuff like we're no then. Where no then like brings that up like he it, like that, that was kind of like a big point of conjecture like when when Dana came out uh, where like people were like you know Nolan said like he doesn't like people sitting on set he doesn't like having chairs on set and like people kind of took it as like oh wow yeah you know fucking piece of shit director abusing his fucking crew and it's like, it's like I, no I, I, look like when you take <laughs> it on set on face value with articles like that like you could one could you know it. One can it make paints that, it really you know, bad. that easy it, assumption. Yeah, it paints it know? really bad. And like this is and like hey, 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 we're both people that make fun of Zack Snyder. So like it's not like it's not like we have a bias for him. Yeah, you know? but, but like, like I would agree. Like it does sound a little bad, given at least just given like your experience, because who knows if they were just like you know if they were actually just doing something. No, they know? were like, no, they they were like literally like sitting down, like just like okay. not doing their job. Well, like who knows if that was like who knows if that's actually the case with whatever was going on in in that production as well. No, I, you know? I don't think so like, no. I, I don't think anything. Where, I don't think anything happened. I think it's just like the way he likes running his set. He mm-hmm. doesn't like he, he doesn't like having people like sitting down and not doing things. Because like there's always something to do on a film set. Always, whether you whether you think so or not. Like just there's always something. And like I, it, it doesn't surprise me that like a director like Zack Snyder, a director like Nolan, that you know they they want everybody's attention 100% on the ball like uh, all yeah. the time i get that yeah 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 and is again it, yeah like, like you said when like you spin it when you spin it with articles like that one, exactly, it's easy for someone you know, to make that assumption yeah like a face value it just sounds so bad but like yeah. you know me reading that it's like okay like that that doesn't that just sounds like all right just don't sit <laughs> wait don't then sit what happens to the, what happens to the casting chairs that have like the names of the actors no, and shit is obviously, that just like, is that just not real <laughs> no no like they um like for at least for most sets Talent usually gets treated and yeah. packed the best. Yeah, it's like royalty so, for them. I get. Yeah, that. they always, they always like, they're always like, kind of, you know, they have like their comfort area. Like, not only that, like, they can't just be sweating all the time, like while they're like, you know, waiting for the next shot to be prepped. You know, you gotta yeah, no, they have to stay in the same makeup and yeah, you know, not try yeah. to change too much. So I'm pretty shooting. sure he meant. I'm pretty sure he meant from like you know like the actual like, like PA like crew members. You know, he probably did, but at the same time, it feels like he's kind of like fighting an army against him like against himself yeah whenever I, he talks recently i just like, feel like that's a really bad article i just feel like that's a really bad article i know and, and that's framing uh, it already like, bad it, it wasn't just that for me but it was also that thing where it's like oh i wrote a 300 sequel that wb will never let me do and it's like okay. yeah he's been, <laughs> yeah lately he's been very much like yeah wb just doesn't like me i don't know like <laughs> like i wonder he, you why know he, <laughs> you know what he kind of sounds like you know what he kind of sounds like he sounds like uh that one that like that dude that just hasn't gone over his girlfriend yet and he's like, yeah, this doesn't want to be with me. I don't know. I don't know why they blocked me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, look, we're going oh, to watch. Oh, we're speaking of Zack We're going to have speaking to watch of... that fucking movie soon, eventually. No, no. Yeah. I, I will. Like, I heard it's pretty yeah. good. Um, really? Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that. <laughs> I, I, I heard, like, it's, like, like pretty fun. Like, it, it's just, like, like 
you know, if you like Dawn of the Dead, you'd like this. No, that's but, a good um, thing. That sounds good. But uh, speaking of Zack Schneider, you saw like that Green Lantern thing, right? Wayne T. Carr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I was going to get Jon Stewart and Martian Manhunter in it. But WB said no. And it's like, I don't fucking care anymore. It's like, <laughs> it's like at this point, like, I, I get that you just want to do it all at once. You know, just give everything. But, like, you're, you're literally just sending people up for more disappointment. Yeah, and it's like, God that. damn it, dude, you won. You got your fucking movie made. Like, you yeah. Know? Like, like, dude. Don't get me wrong. Hey, don't get me wrong. I, I think, like, that like that picture, like, the, the one he, like, showed. Oh, yeah, he like, looks he cool. He looks cool as still, fuck. You know, and, like, you know, like, the it's kind of annoying already at this you know, point. And, yeah, also the idea of, like, you know, you know, <laughs> John Stewart in a live-action Justice League film. Like, obviously, that's fucking amazing. But, oh, yeah. Like, but, you know, again, like... <laughs> you won, like yeah. <laughs> the makes war's over. Feel, makes me feel like all that hype about Martian Manhunter just kind of feels half-assed now. It is, but it was. It always has been. It always yeah. has been. I always has been. <laughs> it feels like an idea that came out after the Justice League movie came out, and now, like, like, I'm not I, talking about Snyder Cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure, sure. Like I, it definitely was always supposed to be a thing. It uh, definitely. I I think he always wanted. Um, I think he always wanted uh, um, a Martian Manhunter or like John Story. Harry know, or, Lennox, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, given the opportunity, you know, we all know we, we all know Zach isn't subtle, so like, yeah, it's it's not like he was gonna pull any punches with that. Oh man. Well, by, by the way, can we okay? Another Zach Snyder, just a like, quick rant. I fucking hate his new cinematography style. Cause, oh, like, how it's just like. It's it, it, really it, shallow focused. Shallow so like, focus, but it's also like a bunch of circle. Um, around, at least if I'm going from that trailer of, of Army of the Dead, it's just people in a circle all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's people in a circle and just slow motion rotating. Yeah, it, like, it's like, it's like sped up slow motion and like and 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 just like the fact that it's always in and out of focus. Like, also, oddly shitty CGI now. Like that zombie does. That zombie tiger doesn't look good at all. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I think it looks fine. I, I, I don't think it's like that bad. But I, I think, think with the mean, lighting though. of it, it just looks less yeah. of a. It looks more CG it looks like, than it does. It looks like hazy, know? right? Yeah. Like, I, but it doesn't I look it's focused. Just the look of, it's, it's just like it looks like the, like just the look of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I guess like. I like you know um the way like Zack Snyder was able to like make the the nightmare sequence in a in a. In in, Ju- in Justice League, in when the Snyder cut was, uh, I guess like he he just used the leftover equipment he had from Army of the Dead, <laughs> like I guess like he just used like his rental his rental time. Yeah, and um, yeah, just no, made a now, lot of like close up facial uh, yeah, shots. <laughs> I, I guess like now Snyder's like shooting his own movies instead I, I of uh, instead of like having another DP, and like is Larry Fong not the DP in this movie in Army of the Dead? It's just him. It's just Zach. Oh, that's very interesting. I thought I thought he was still with Larry. No, no he, he's oh, wow. DP. He's DP and director, and you can tell too, like the way it's filmed, like the way Army, like the handheld, and like the uh, just like you know, the super uh, shallow focus. Yeah, it's like. That, yeah, oh wow! Know. Yeah, that's super interesting. I didn't know you this. You could now. tell. Yeah, you could you could tell like like there's a distinct difference now. Damn, I don't know how I feel about that honestly. I no, yeah, I don't either. Like, cause like I, I don't think like you know, Snyder's a pretty good like he he's great at like blocking and like you know lighting and like he's he's a, he's good DP. But like, then again, like you know, like being a director and a DP, it's good like when you're a director to to have somebody to like kind of pull you back. 
when yeah which when, is, when, it, when it's needed you know which is like, why you, i would yeah. appreciate you know a larry fong in his movies because at least you have you know something to look at you know and something with focus yeah even though you know a lot of bvs takes place at night but still like, do you, you know, remember those shots where like do you remember those shots in the nightmare sequence where like where jared leto was just going in and out of focus yeah i hate that I don't, yeah I don't really like, like it's that so either. like 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 it's it's like not like it's not artsy like it's just it, it really just comes off as like <laughs> whoa uh, cool like that's what yeah, it feels like like, like, it, like a like child playing like, with a camera <laughs> it's exactly what you it, it's the first thing somebody would think of when when you're trying to like shoot something like involving the joker you got me mm-hmm. like whoa <laughs> handheld whoa. <laughs> whoa it's the joker <laughs> <laughs> like i i could imagine like his his, his like assistant camera trying to like <clears throat> try to pull focus and then mm-hmm. like he's just like no 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 keep it keep it like that keep it like that yeah so like, he's just whispering he's like yeah yeah like that like that all right i'm sorry <laughs> hey but you know what does look focused this cast what? for knives out too yeah it slaps like it slaps like a banshee yeah so for the last like for the last like two weeks week? already yeah. week yeah week or two slowly we've been like it's kind of trickled down like it's kind of trickled like uh everybody that's gonna be now in the in the knives out sequel knives in johnson yeah knives out or knives out is knives in yeah knives in um, i think so far, uh, so far, uh, who? Well, the most recent one that just got announced is Leslie Odom Jr., which is really fucking sick. Yeah. Um, uh, joining him in the, as part of the new cast, obviously, obviously Daniel Craig is coming back. He's he as Benoit Blanc. Yeah. Um, Catherine Hahn, mm-hmm. Janelle Janelle Mon- uh, Mono- Monet, Monet, Monet. Uh, Dave Bautista mm-hmm. and Edward Norton. Mm-hmm motherfucker yeah sounds like a nice cast sounds like Dude, a pretty solid cast <laughs> holy shit like all right all right so again this is the second time we record this episode so like <laughs> we, we've already like kind of like freaked out about this um but L- leslie odom jr is new so we haven't talked about him yet yeah but just the f- all right fuck like ryan johnson's going for like the character actors he's going for like the people who are really like like dive into a role people like Catherine Hahn and like Edward Norton mm-hmm. like motherfucker like you really want somebody like who just gets in there you know and like it makes me so happy too that like Batista is like going the direction he wanted his career to take I, I, I don't know if you've been keeping it recently, but he's kind of been shit-talking the MCU or, like, shit-talking Disney it's for, like, funny. a while. Oh, yeah, it's so bad. Like, he's been saying that, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, Blade Runner opened doors that that uh, Guardians never could. And it's like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> and, like... Look, like, look at the shit that he's done compared to, say, at least as a wrestler going into film compared to someone like Cena or, or Dwayne Johnson, yeah. right? Like, he's he gets, like, quality work. It's not Fast and Furious. It's not like a, a superhero movie most of no, the time, like, with the exception and, of Guardians. Like he gets fucking Denny Villeneuve movies. And he it, got and when Bond it's with Spectre. Exactly. And when like, it's blockbuster, it's like it's a role that's like now over the top. It's very held back. Like it, like mm-hmm. like it, it 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 always seemed like he wanted like to be an a, actor. Yeah, like a <laughs> real like a real like actor, and like not just part of like this big machine that is the MCU. And like and like not gonna lie, like one of one of the worst parts of like one of the things that I've always kind of shat on in Guardians is I've always thought at least in the first Guardians that like Drax was so like wasted and I always thought like Batista like did terrible in the first Guardians. I don't think he was that good. I really but, liked like, him in the first one. 
but like goddamn like it, it's and like now i know now i at least i think this is why because it's not what he wants to do and that makes me so happy like it makes yeah, me so happy that he actually wants to like be an artist like you know yeah something that isn't just comedy which is really interesting yeah, yeah. and like and, and you know it's ryan johnson so it's like it's it's not like it's gonna be like it knives out like it's gonna be comedic you yeah know? but like but it's a different it's, pedigree i think compared oh, to like a, an mcu or say stuber and where, considering <laughs> with, how uh, and considering usually how Ryan Johnson casts his movies, he usually like casts people out of their out of like character, out of typecast. So like I, you know, you I, know, you- which is really interesting going from like Leslie Odom Jr. because I would expect when it when it comes to like making a cast for these types of movies that are, which are basically you know, homage, paying homage to Agatha Christie mystery stories. To not get people who are already who have already been in Agatha Christie adaptations, because Leslie Odom Jr.'s in um in the Mur- Murder of the Orient remake from Kenneth Branagh, oh fuck, from a couple years ago, he was in that, and I was actually surprised that when I look back in this now, I'm actually surprised that he's in this movie, because I wouldn't have expected people who have been in those types of films to show up in this. I, I yeah. that doesn't surprise me, you know, like like uh, you know like. It, I, like when I mean by something like Ryan Johnson, like he usually casts out of like typecast. It's like he usually like whenever he gets somebody, like the he usually gets like a role for them that like is out of their comfort zone, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I, I see what you mean about like oh he, like another like type of like murder mystery kind of movie that he's doing. But like I wouldn't be surprised if like you know the character that Leslie Odom Jr. plays is four hundred percent completely different from anything he's ever done. You know? Oh, probably. Like, yeah. And like so, and like that—that's what does the vibe I get when you cast something like Dave Bautista and Edward Norton in the same movie. It makes me think that you're like, oh, you're really, you really. I don't think you're gonna cast these people. I don't think you casted Batista because he's a big dude. I don't think that's why you casted him. Or like, I don't think you casted Edward Norton because like because oh, he's, he's normal. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. You know, and like imagine you just get Edward Norton to play just a regular guy who's not angry at anything. Isn't that like what he played in like Bundles Brooklyn? I heard that movie's not bad. Really? I heard okay, because that, that trailer is, is that trailer feels offensive. Horrible. <laughs> well, we <laughs> talked about it. It <laughs> felt really offensive to talk about. It's so, oh yeah, no, it's yeah. I heard it wasn't bad at all. I heard there's like a there's like a like a five minute like jazz dance sequence that's like apparently like really touching. Where he dances? <laughs> Where like it's like him oh. and, and and lady and they're just like dancing. Like it's just the two of them dancing and like it's really nice. Apparently, I don't know. Didn't he direct Death to Smoochie or was that just a movie he starred in? Excuse me, Gazuntite. <laughs> You've never heard of Death to Smoochie? It's like one of the weirdest black comedies from the '90s. It was like him, Danny DeVito, and it was like a, it's like not Barney, but it centers on on a on a children's character that's kind of like Barney. Wow, that who, sounds like a fucking fever dream. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a weird ass movie. You know, I I I would hope that yeah, like he, Ryan Johnson would get him to be in a role that's similar to that. Maybe he yeah. maybe he just plays a fucking animal. Like yeah. he he just plays like Barney, like a dude in a Barney costume. I would like to see uh, that. <laughs> it, like we were saying, it's a great cast. Yeah, it, it's a it's a really good cast, and I, I'm very excited for each and every one of the the people that like keeps showing up. I'd say yeah. out of out, out of this crop right now. Because who knows? Maybe another one will get announced as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, Janelle Monet is probably the most exciting one for me because I mean she's been in acting. She she's gotten into acting more recently, but you know she started off as a singer. And I and from what I could tell from the reports and the rumors, she was amazing. Uh, surrounding, in Moonlight. Yeah, she was great in Moonlight. Uh, from she's what I could tell, in, huh? 
She's also in Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, but God I've heard damn, really good things. What a, what a start to a career. God I know. Damn. I know. <laughs> uh, I think she was in other stuff beforehand. But um, with her, like, you know, it's interesting because I'm hearing rumors that she's technically, she's apparently supposed to be like the Martha character in this where like she's technically like the lead of the of the narrative okay so who that's knows cool. that would be interesting cool. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i'm really excited to see what they could do with this i think out of all of them i'm most excited for batista because like i i'm so interested in batista's just his career in general and where it's going and i think like this seems like the next really like really good step into like making something great and yeah also I, again I, I i keep jerking off batista here but like goddamn get him for bane get get him for bane he wants to do it so bad. he wanted to do it i felt yeah. so bad for him he like he talks about those pitches that he had to He's play like, as bane i want to play bane we're not casting bane <laughs> give me what i want <laughs> it's literally him and triple h and that promo towards wrestlemania <laughs> just give me what i want um but yeah uh, no yeah, I'm, I'm excited about great. that you know what okay one last thing for me on, on knives out too I wonder what the social commentary is going to be on this, yeah. Because you know, there's probably going to be something. Yeah, I, I, I hope they don't do going like for the last class, I hope they don't do another class division thing. You know, I, I, I I'm, sur- I'm guessing it's going to be a little different. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they like maybe they they, they gone into like a, a, a like a more uh, maybe like a, a, a racially motivated uh a, the type of thing. Maybe. Um. Uh. Could be. Uh. Or maybe like. Uh, you know, racially motivated, politically motivated, you know. Yeah, consider it's Ryan Johnson, and like you know, get uh, right whenever Ryan Johnson gets like uh, gets uh, uh, not political, but when passionate he gets, about like what he wants to say, when, or what he like, thinks about. Yeah, he's not like he's not the most subtle person, and like that's arguably like one of the most like one of the parts I hate the most about Knives Out. Like, remember the whole like uh uh, uh was it like uh um a snowflake troll like <laughs> oh yeah troll. But it's like it, it, those kind of things kind of really like it's like okay that's a little cringy I could like, kind of for, I could kind of forgive it because it's it's kind of like of its time you know I guess I guess like yeah, yeah I don't know but, I, I I do get the feeling I do get what you're saying where like some of it kind of just feels like caricature that could have been handled like yeah, a little better yeah but and like sometimes like, like the obvious can work at times i feel sure sure you know i i again i love nights out but like those are one of the few things like you know they kind of mm-hmm. kind of make the movie uh make the movie like a little cringy for me but like then again like you know the themes and like like the, the grand arcing themes about like what it's about like the class division and like you know and uh how and the like, privilege and stuff like those, those, those parts were great and like i wouldn't be surprised if they just i i i would be surprised if they decide to tackle that again but i think it's going to be more like it's going to be more i guess uh uh, relatable to like the current state of things, you know, mm-hmm. as, as Knives Out was, you know, at the time with that, you know. Uh, and speaking of personal things, mm. this is the next one on the docket. Ah, uh, yeah. Steven, Steven Spielberg's got a thank you. Steven Spielberg's, uh, sp- oh, Steven Jesus. Spielberg <laughs> has his next film on the line <laughs> in line with The Fablemans, Fablemans which is about yeah. a young Steven Spielberg. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, yeah, he. Uh, this is a uh, gonna be like a. This is like his autobiographical uh, biopic about his life growing up in Arizona, and um, or semi autobiographical. Yeah, semi autobiographical. I don't yeah. know how I'm able to get that word in the first try and not fucking Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, so it, it looks like um. Um, it, it's basically going to be, uh, uh, just about his life and like also included, uh, in this film. I don't know who, 
I don't know who's playing uh, the, the 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 kid in the movie, but they're Seth currently Rogen, looking for um for a, a child actor between the ages of fourteen and eighteen. Makes sense, and, and it's probably going to be like not just like it's probably not just going to be like a specific time period. It's probably going to be like many years in his life. Uh, so Seth Rogen, uh, Michelle Williams, and Paul Dano. Uh, Paul Dano play Paul Dano and Michelle Williams play uh, Spielberg's parents or, or like, characters you know, are based the on characters based on his parents. Yeah. that's what I mean when I yeah. mention this. And the and the Seth Rogen character uh, plays like uh, Spielberg's quote unquote favorite uncle. Which, that still creeps me out. I don't know that. why. It's, I, it's God damn it, Raul. <laughs> maybe it's because we've seen a lot of weird shit involving uncles in our media. I'm sorry. You know? What it most likely, what it most likely is, it's probably like the uncle maybe it's something not into, uh, like bad. Yeah, yeah. It's probably <laughs> the uncle. It's probably the uncle that got him into films. <laughs> you know, he, like God. Prob- here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's. Um, I, I, I'm. You know, at first I wasn't as excited for this, considering you know, it's Spielberg. And like Spielberg hasn't had the most consistent track record in the last few years. It was his last two movies were like what? Uh, it was Ready BFG Player One and, and Ready Player One. Yes. Like goddamn! Like <laughs> we but, don't talk about know, that anymore. <laughs> yeah, but like my my problems with Spielberg have always been kind of that he's kind of like lost his passion and like you know he he had he's made so many different kinds of movies that this is like you know you had this kind of legacy and this kind of career. What else could you make that's personal? And, like, this seems exactly the kind of thing that probably a, a man at this point of his life and his career, like, it's probably the kind of thing he needs. You know? Well, yeah, I, I would definitely go alongside um, with that as well. I, I would definitely say the same thing with this project as well. Mm-hmm. But I also feel that that could also be a, that that could also be the case with the West Side Story remake. Because he's always wanted to re- do a <laughs> musical. And apparently, like... At least according to Spielberg, West Side Story is one of his favorite movies. You know, like, and with both of these projects, he's co-writing this. Well, no, he co-wrote this screenplay, The Fablements, with uh, Tony Kushner, who's he's worked with on Munich and Lincoln and West Side Story. It's great and to see him working together again. Yeah, and you know, uh, Kushner wrote the script for for what uh, his West Side Story remake, and you know, when you you look at like the talent involved, at least with these two projects alone, it sounds like something that. You know, it sounds more along the lines of like passion Spielberg than Spielberg trying to cash a check or Spielberg doing something, you know, because, yeah, like BFG (laughs) or Ready Player One. I get more mad at Ready Player One in retrospect than I do BFG, Uh, I feel. Sure. Sure. I don't like Ready Player One at all. No, it's not a good movie. <laughs> not a good book either. I don't know why I thought I liked it back then. Yeah, yeah, no. Another, another like hostage. Not even a hostage situation. It was just more of like a. Yeah, it was. It was fine. just us being stupid and wrong. I, I, that I think it was more of just like a. It was more of a faint like. It was more of like a faint like. Oh yeah, it's cool. I guess. Yeah, because okay, we were children, and it was like, oh look at all the Easter eggs. We're like 18 when Ready Player One came out, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, We're 22 mind. now. We're, yeah. we're 20, a lot's changed. It, it, it has. A lot has changed when you yeah. realize that you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, again, yeah, again, I'm like, excited I, about this project. Yeah, Apparently I, I, I it's in release be, for next year. I think this could be one of... Uh, I think this could be like... Uh, well, me personally, this is like one of the most... Uh, like it's it's been a while since I've been this excited for a Spielberg film, so I think uh I think that's uh I think it's really cool. You know, I'm not I'm not the most excited for West Side Story, mostly again because like, you know I've only like you know West Side I'm, Story I'm, wasn't wasn't huge yeah. for me growing up, you know, but uh and, and like Spielberg hasn't shown me anything you know that that great in years, but I I, I think the Fablemans 
is is very exciting. So yeah, I'm no spoilers, but uh, well, no, technically spoilers. I think we're probably gonna revisit that when when we get closer to that release. Yeah, I've, it's been Story. a while since I've seen West Side Story. Yeah, yeah, me too. I would love to see it. Could, I really uh, love that movie. But yeah, yeah, so that's twenty twenty two apparently, which that, yeah. that seems like very recent. That, I mean, that they're seems they're, very, sh- they're shooting this summer. That seems very like soon. Yeah, but Spielberg again, like Spielberg is like you know, he that, that man's a fucking machine when it comes to making movies. So. I mean, yeah, Spielberg works pretty fast from what I he can does. tell. He he he, he has a what's the term for it? He already has all of his shots laid out when he goes into production. Yeah, he and, has, um, he has shot lists. And, and yeah, stuff. but there's a term for it. Like he shoots with the editing in mind, on um as he's filming that's every director i'm trying no i'm i'm <laughs> there's a specific term for it i just can't remember with it like there have been some the collider.com podcast said it there he like he shoots on spe- not on spec fuck it not something like that there's there's a specific term with it but i can't remember now but yeah hey attack the block 2 is coming out apparently holy shit what oh, why dude, what oh wow <laughs> all right all right like i was damn it i wanted to segue into that oh, all right okay. yeah because i fucking love oh dude i love attack the block attack the block is one of the one of my favorite fucking movies it's a fucking that, crazy movie but i don't know so, why have you seen getting it? a sequel you've seen it you've seen it yeah i've seen it i, I finally got the chance to catch up it's on been it fucking years since i've seen it i want to watch it again I understand what you mean. Dude, it's been 10 years since this movie came out. It has been a while, but the thing is, the thing is that, like, they've always wanted to make a sequel. That's always been, like, that's always been a thing that Joe Cornish has been wanting to make. And I consider, and, like, that really was the movie. That was the movie that, that was, like, his Star Wars audition tape, John Boyega's. Like, that was the movie that got him and got, that basically got him the role. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, and, like, Considering how much that did for his career, and not just that, like you know, it 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 like separated George Cor- George. It separated <laughs> Joe Cornish from uh, Edgar Wright in a very important way, and I and, and like it, 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 it as like it, it's another one of those like filmmakers films where it's like, damn, you did so much with such a small budget, and like it 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 works so well. I I love Attack the Block, and I can't wait for a sequel. I just I don't know man I I'm excited by you know Boyega and Cornish teaming, teaming up together uh, together for this and if he's got a good story with it you know more power to him I don't know I feel like something like Attack the Block it kind of it's the same way I kind of feel like if we're talking about you know directors especially with someone like Joe Cornish like directors who have made such a amazing landmark with their feature debut you know I I think of something like Shaun of the Dead, where like you don't need a continuation of that, you know, or like, and I, I, it, and I feel like that's kind of the same case with Attack of the Block. Like I'm fine with it just being this one movie, and that's kind of it, you know. Sure. But whatever, sure. you know, if he's got, if he's got the vision for it, more power to him. I would like to see him do more movies again. I heard that King Arthur movie was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah, the, the kid king. who would be king. I yeah, didn't I get to see it yet. Good. Yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, no, I, I, it. it, it... I really wish Joe Joe Cornish has, makes. I wish George Cor, Joe, Joe Jesus Cornish Joe Cornish. I wish Joe Cornish like would make more movies and like get more movies made. You know. I think this happens. I think we we flub up a lot of words because we're just recording late into the night. It's eleven thirty right now. I mean, we're recording later. <laughs> I know, but like, I I think that's probably why this happens one, to us so much. One of the reviews on uh, on Letterbox for Attack the Block is uh, in all caps, my longest yeah boyega ever. That's funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, boy. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm i so excited for Attack the Block too. Also, it's... okay, 
Yeah. Especially a John Boyega thing. Hey, good. He's getting work. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck All right? yeah, of course. I'm so happy about that. Uh, yeah, of course. Also, oh, um, jo- jo- uh, Jodie Whittaker, uh, the one, who, uh, the lady who plays uh, Doctor Who, mm-hmm. she's, she's like one of the main characters. Well, she, yeah, she, she is one of the main characters in the, in the movie. It's pretty cool as well. I can't remember what happened to Nick Frost. I know he's in the first one. Does he make yeah, it? Yeah, he's through in that one, one too. Um, I thought, I'm not too sure. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, here you could take this next transition for me, since I since I took the story that I wanted that you wanted the transition. Oh into. no, I mean I, I mean no, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah, he, he, there's gonna be there's more AEW shit. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, AEW is like is continuing its stronghold against uh, against WWE in terms of its its dominance in the wrestling sphere. Uh, they're gonna be expanding. They're, they're gonna be expanding to TBS in 2022, and they um. And uh, they what was it? They um they're they're now shooting premiering on Fridays, AEW Dynamite. No, no. So here's here's the here's the thing with this. Okay, because I'm trying I'm trying to find that thing. Whatever. I, I was trying to find that term that they were a Dynamite Spe- to uh, Spielberg. A W A Jesus A W Dynamite is the new Friday show that they're having yeah, and, here. And Dynamite's going to TBS on, in 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 2022. So Both of them actually. So okay. here's the thing. Oh wait a second. Um. Oh fuck. Okay, sorry. This is very breaking news. And yeah. Okay, hang Say on. It. I'm yeah. I'm going from. I'm oh, sorry. I'm I'm going off a untranslated tweet that just hopped into a uh, Discord of mine. But it will probably get more official news with this right now. Apparently, Mora passed away. Like. Creator right. of Berserk, Kentaro Miura, uh, Miura. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I, I, I'm. Uh, oh my god! It looks like that's ha- like that just happened oh right now. My god! God damn it! Oh my god! Fucking a, dude. Oh. God. <sighs> Shit. Dude, Kentaro Miura, obviously oh best known God, for dude. you know for for his creation of Berserk, the manga that you know was still going on today. Um, uh, at least going from this tweet here, apparently he he passed away on uh, May six, twenty twenty one, due to acute aeroic dissection. I assume that's like a something involving the heart. I I assume. Ah, oh, fucking a. We were, That's yeah, awful. Um, yeah, Doctor Guterres, yeah, author Berserk. Uh, he passed away on May 6, twenty twenty one, uh, due to an acute acute aerobic dissection. dissection. We would like to express our utmost respect and gratitude to Doctor Miro's painting work and pray for his soul. May twentieth, twenty twenty one. Fuck, oh, dude. God, dude. Holy fucking shit, dude. <sighs> Man. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know. No. What to yeah. Say. I mean, shit. This just kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, it's just I. I literally po- this literally popped up on my phone as we were, you know, doing this right now, and it's oh fuck. I can't yeah, fucking believe it. That's it, yeah. It, it's com- it's so... it's confirmed as official. Young animal already just tweeted it out for right now. There's no translated um, statement as of this time, but you know, it's it's right there as uh, written in Japanese. That's awful, dude. Ah, oh, fuck, Look, dude. To, 
to to shine a light on him, you know, who knows what the future of Berserk is right now? I I don't know right now. Like right now, but with Mira himself and his work on the on that project alone, it transcended a lot of what we know of storytelling today. Given that you know? I literally I'm I you literally, literally just started just, this. I yeah. just caught up. I just caught up with Berserk. He God. He he created a he cre- his life's work has been so game changing to the state of not only manga but an entire genre in dark fantasy in the dark an entire genre and like to say that his work trans to say that his work transcends mediums is an understatement like berserk is is literally one of a kind and i don't think there will ever be a writer that would have the the balls and the type of imagination that's needed for a story like this to be so influential so and much shit that has come out in fantasy alone would have never existed or have been in the same vein as they are in the same popular vein that we know it today had it not been for berserk I, like you I'm, look at the souls games you look at fucking thrones I'm game of so, thrones or the best I am of it so like shell shocked right now that yeah like, same I, it's it's not even it's not even hitting me that i'm i'm so i i can't believe it dude this I can't one fucking believe it this okay this really hurts a lot and i don't want to get into like too much about like just no Berserk publishing oh pu- history but god dude god dude it's what the fuck this is it's literally what people have been fearing for years now you know, the same thing with there I had think, been rumors with, uh, that Togashi with Hunter Hunter. You know, there had been rumors that like Miura like like he had like cancer or something. Like like there there had been like complications with his health and like that had been like circulating rumors for like years. But like people always just kind of assume that those are just like you know faint whisper. Like fuck, dude, this is I'm so fucking disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I couldn't. You know, I'm fucking. I'm I'm I'm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed. We're disappointed yeah, that I'm, he passed but, away. Yeah, you know? but like, I'm, I'm heartbroken. You know, I'm like, yeah, because this is like so, like, oh, dude, he and left a hell of a legacy. Talk about, sure. talk about, like, yeah, no, it's official. Yeah, no, this is yeah, it's hundred percent official. He's God, dude. Like, I, 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 I don't. That's. Dude, I, I don't know how to continue. Like this I, I really don't show. know how to continue from this. It's so like No, I know. It's I, I'm so fucking shell shocked. I can't believe it. Rest in peace, Samora. Rest bro. in peace, Kintaro Mira, bro. Like that's, that's awful. That is I am dude, I, I don't know. I'm so I don't know. I <laughs> fuck, dude. That's <sighs> my god. Oh man. <sighs> Okay, this is how do we, this is how really do we, hard to fucking how, keep going. Yeah, how the it's fuck like, do we? No, like this is like so like I'm so like I, I, know, I don't know what to do. Like I, I know, I, I, God, dude. dude. Like, I do, like I don't want to I don't want to even say the words AEW right now. I, right, I don't even want to continue. Like, it's what not the even fuck? because of that. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even because of like because of AEW. Like, yeah, of AEW because of just. The fucking timing of it all, dude. Oh. This is horrible. <sighs> My God, no, obviously, yeah. this is horrible. How old was he anyway? I I don't even it, know. Uh, fifty fifties, mid fifties. Tough. I'll tell man. you right now. I'll tell you right now. <sighs> oh God, I'm I'm gonna try to trudge along with this. 
54. 54. Oh, God. Rest oh. in peace, Kintaro Mura, from the Rest bottom of our hearts. Him. Like, you know, American nerds to his yeah. family and, you know, just anybody who's been a part of this journey for so long. Uh, you know, we we came in, you know, I came in late, you know, well, both of us, you know, and, and you know, we I can't imagine what that experience must have been. But again, you know, this man changed literature. Yeah. No, he left a that's hell of a legacy. That's that's like legacy. that's not even not even close to an understatement. That fuck this guy like changed my life. Like, <laughs> and like I just like finished his fucking book. God damn it! I'm, <sighs> Man, let's move on. Let's yeah, fucking move on. Okay, fucking, um, just say it. Just fucking I know, say it. Get it I know. over with. <laughs> it fucking sucks, <laughs> dude. God dude, damn it! Like, that's not right. It's not fair. It's not. It's fucked. It's, this is fucked. This is so fucked. Oh, sorry, but um, all right. Yeah, AEW Rampage is their second show on uh, Turner Broadcasting. It's their third hour of AEW content on, uh, on on the franchise. It'll launch on August 13th on Fridays at 10 p.m. on TNT alongside Dynamite for the rest of the year. And beginning in 2022, January 2022, both programs will be moving to TBS as... Um, yeah, no, full time to TBS beginning of next year with uh, the added benefit of four an- new annual wrestling specials that will premiere on TNT. So they're not technically, you know, gone from TNT completely. They'll still have an impact there. Kind of like, kind of like a free pay per view is essentially what they'll be having with this. Um, a lot of people have been like, a lot of people like to try to find a negative when it comes to things like this where it's like you read something like them moving to another network and you know them losing the spot on tnt and it's like fucking marks out there are like oh it's just like what's happened with wcw it's getting bad now and it's like first of all it's not bad it's not even near the level of fucking wcw bad. oh dude no they're they're like dancing they're yeah, so dude, happy they they have this su- is huge. this is such a big money move for tony khan and and this like the bucks and and cody and everybody like first of all they they're moving to T- TBS which granted actually was their prime spot like for in terms of wrestling content in terms of broadcasting that relationship began at TBS with shit like I think like NWA or um some of the other smaller promotions before WWF became a really big thing and you know so that's really cool and it it kind of makes sense with the branding of T- TBS now because it's not so much of what it used to be back when we were growing up where it was like the comedy block now it's starting to be like a little bit more serious and it's starting to integrate more like um other forms of content that isn't just necessarily you know um uh comedies and i think part of this also comes in part with the fact that they that uh tbs struck a deal with the nhl to to host some of their games there and considering that the other big competition that you would have in that network sports-wise compared to AEW was the NBA. You know, it makes sense for why they would have to make this move. But still, they're still going to be doing... They're basically doing free pay-per-views on TNT four times a year alongside the other four pay-per-views that they do, you know, actual pay-per-views that they do um, uh, yearly anyway. It's... I, I I can't see why this I I don't understand how this can be seen as a bad thing for anybody or especially for them, you know. It seems like it seems the people complaining about this like, you know, probably comes from like a like a, like a more of like a petty like W pro WWE. Yeah, like uh, they wanted to fail, 
You know? Oh, what's it? Jaegerist makes a McManist. Basically, <laughs> the conist versus the the McManist, yeah. essentially. Even though the owner of WWE is also named Con. Congrats to Con. Congrats yeah. to the boys at AEW. Y'all, yeah. Y'all hey, been look, journey. they're good, man. I want to get you into that show. I never, I think I'm, you would I'm watch. Ne- I will force you I'm, to watch wrestling I'm again. I'm never. I'm never. The only time that like I'm gonna like sit down and like actually watch wrestling like unironically would be either us watching like com- like greatest of all time compilations, or like New Jack, or like yeah, New Jack sure New <laughs> or Jack Dark videos. Side of the ring. Just like I, we just have to be drunk. Like okay, like WW like wrestling is is best enjoyed intoxicated. So I have a proposition for you then. Oh fuck! <laughs> They're gonna have a live show in Miami at the James Knight Center in July. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll go. Hey, go. Fuck yeah, you will. I'd go. Let's yeah, I'd go. I'd go. I already have gotten my tickets. I just need to get somebody to go with me because I don't. We can invite Javi too, probably. Probably yeah, he's also a big wrestling fan. Shout out to our boy Javi, Big J. Shout out to Big J, obviously. Shout out to Big J all the time. Um. Yeah, oh, I'm getting you I, to watch wrestling. God damn it! You're not, but I'm. But I still go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, you'll still be watching it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, Close yeah, your eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes during the two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear. I can't listen. I can't hear. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Okay. I'm so fucking dead inside. Holy I know, shit, same dude. dude. Is... It's really hard to keep going with this. <laughs> it's so it's really hard. hard. I never expect this is the fucking okay. This is worse than the fucking. This is actually worse than this like, the is Daredevil way cancellation. Worse. This is way worse. <laughs> like it's obviously it's way worse because somebody died here. You yeah, know, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, but it's, it's literally if it's it's that fucking feeling of grief, but times fifty because it's a real person who passed away. I'm sorry we keep mentioning it. It's just like fuck. It's so hard. Well, how can how can we not? Exactly, it just exactly. happened. You know. Exactly. Oh. Damn it. All right. Okay. All right. Is that yeah. everything for you? Yeah. Sorry. Right. Uh, we got a couple Congrats more. To we those got a couple boys. More. Congrats to those boys. Congrats yeah. to AEW. Um, hey, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Super is get, yeah. getting a new movie next year, 2022. Toriyama's still involved. Yeah. Who knows who will show up? Apparently, there's a there's a special character. I don't fucking listen, care. L- <laughs> listen, like the only thing that could ever make me excited about anything Dragon Ball related is if, if they if they bring back Omega Shenron. Just GT characters. Give me some GT characters. Who's the guy? <laughs> what Janemba from Fusion Reborn? Oof, That'd be fuck. cool. But okay, you know, the, here's the thing. I would I would rather take an Omega Shenron or like a GT character or fuck it, like Luffy, like over like. <laughs> Maybe, you know, a rehash of another Broly type scenario yeah, where we just like, recontextualize a character from the movies into an actual character in canon with the show. Yeah. Well, like maybe. I don't know. Cause like if you bring back if you bring cooler, into I think the it's mix, fine to recontextualize. Cool, but I, I don't I'm, know. I'm more excited I'd be more excited if they brought back like if if they do the Broly approach where they recontextualize old characters, I'd be more excited for that than probably a newer character. Even though like you know that goes against like my my usual like mo. Like hey, you know I'm <laughs> I'm always down for something new, but like with something like Dragon Ball, it's like I don't care. So yeah, like just give me like, the cool it's shit. It's the Fast you know? and Furious of it's <laughs> it's the it's the Fast and Furious of anime. <laughs> You know? Oh, dude! I dude, my friends would literally fucking stab you. <laughs> like, okay, my I mean friends, that in the best of ways. No, I know you. I mean do. That you're, in the best know, of you're, ways. Di- you're a diehard Dragon Ball fan. I know, but like, my I, okay, my friends, like, they're big, big, big Dragon Ball. Like, they take there. All right, there's Dragon Ball fans out there that take that shit to the fucking grave, to the point where it's like any any like criticism of like Z, or like or, or OG Dragon Ball is met with. 
fire and fury. <laughs> you know? Like, and like this, the statement Dragon Ball is like the Fast and Furious of anime. It's like, damn. <laughs> well, in terms of plotting, it definitely is. But here's the thing. You're right. Yeah. It's a dumb fucking show. First of all, they're both dumb big meatheads who are technically supposed to be genocidal who are terrorists. fighting cat dogs. I don't yeah. Fighting the cat gods. Like, you is know, Dwayne like Johnson a cat do- god? Or John Cena? <laughs> um... Oh damn! I don't know. Maybe who we'll would, we'll have to think about that what? later. Like, we're, okay, I assume like ju- I assume like the Rock would be like Dom the... is Dom is Goku. They're both big dumb meatheads. Oh, you, oh. who technically oh. started off as criminals because they're like aliens who were meant to destroy the Earth or something. Yeah, they're like yeah, they're like terrorists. Yeah, Te- yeah, sure. All right, let's yeah, go with terrorists. that. Yeah, <laughs> even though Dom is still yeah. technically a terrorist. Yeah, um, fast and f- fast and furious terrorists. Uh, Dragon Ball terrorists like. <laughs> Is Letty Bulma, or no? Would Letty just be a bet like um, like a would Letty is Letty just um Chichi but with more to do? Who's Yamcha? <laughs> Yamcha, ludicrous. Han? Would it be Han? No. Oh wait, yeah, because he died, right? Yeah. Uh maybe. Yeah, right. maybe. I'm thinking Krillin would be. Would Krillin just be Dwayne Johnson? No, no, no. Krillin, or would it be Krillin, Paul Rocker? Krillin, no, no. Krillin would be um uh the dude from Tokyo Drift. Is he actually a main part of these movies? I actually, yes. I thought he was a one and yes. done thing. No, he's back. No, he's back. He's part of the crew again. He's like part of the crew now. Again? Now, yeah. Oh, okay. When did or he he's show been up? Part of the, I don't know. <laughs> you watch these know. movies how you no, how you barely no barely what do you mean watch is a very strong term <laughs> watch is a very strong word um okay enjoy think, more like it enjoy more like it that's, Dwayne that's Johnson better. is Vegeta Dwayne Johnson's Vegeta I think sure yeah or whatever the fuck oh, I'm surprised is, yeah. I'm surprised Carl Urban isn't in that series Carl Urban seems like the perfect villain Oh my god, yeah. For that, for, for, for that, for, right? Uh, he was in the Riddick movies for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, uh, fuck it. Like, I want to bring back that old meme of ours from the show. It's like, oh, uh, uh, daddy, daddy, uh, daddy Toretto. Daddy Papa Toretto. Toretto. Papa Toretto. Papa Toretto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and, and like, it, that it's, needs it's to happen John for Cena. 10. It has to it's, happen for 10. No, yeah, no, it's the, it's the only thing that should happen. It's John <laughs> Cena, Vin Diesel, and they're both brothers, and their father is Sylvester Stallone. The yeah. Toretto's right there. Who do you think their Who do you think their mom's supposed to be? Like, oh fuck, you gotta get someone like really like. That red. sounds like a man, right? Ah, uh, like, hmm, damn. Be uh, be Arthur. Oh, she's dead. But would it be? I'm trying to what's, think. What's um? Uh, what's her name? Uh, that's that's married to Kurt Russell. Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Goldie Hawn, there you go. Does Goldie Hawn have a man voice? I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I'm basing it off Someone of... Someone with a man wh- voice? Jodie Foster. I'm basing it off of... Jodie Foster. Yeah, but she's too... Y- Wouldn't she be too young? Would she? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe. This fucking franchise doesn't make any sense anyway. Sigourney Just like Dragon Weaver? Ball. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> well, Sigourney Weaver doesn't sound like a man, though. Yeah, but it still fits. It fits. Yeah, like an action star term. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trish like, like, Stratus. <laughs> oh, Jodie Foster's 58. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. How old is Sigourney Weaver? Glenn Close. But like a really buff Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Glenn who was who played their mother? Who played Jason Statham and Luke Evans's mother? It's Judy Dench. Judy Dench. 
Glenn Close for that. No, wait, not Judy Dench. Uh, Helen Mirren. It's Helen okay. Mirren. I always Judy mix Dench. those two old British ladies up. Judy uh, Dench uh, for the same, uh, Judy Dench. Who, 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 like, who fits with Sly? Who, that's the thing. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, who fits with Sly? It has to be someone who is just as muscly and masculine as he is. <laughs> <sighs> Shit. I want to say know. Trish Stratus. Hmm. Or maybe like Trish Stratus from the 90s. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Vince McMahon and Drag. <laughs> Who cares? Let's move on. Dragon Shane. Ball. Yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball. Super. Yeah, yay for more Dragon Ball. Here's hoping there's a series afterwards. That'd be cool. I don't know. Dude, honestly. All right. I, <laughs> all right. So this next thing. This is one of the coolest fucking Lego sets I've ever fucking seen. Dude, I'm so pissed at myself. I don't want to spend more money at these fucking sets. All right. But it looks so, so good. <laughs> Lego uh, recently unveiled for $300 uh, a Lego Daily Bugle, which comes with, which is, it's it's, it's the it's the Daily Bugle from Spider-Man Comics, and it comes with how many care, how many minifigures? 25. 25 minifigures, 3,770 pieces. It's item 76178. And it's 82 centimeters tall, making it not only the biggest Marvel set ever produced, but also the tallest uh, Lego set ever made. This is... And this nerfs the fucking $1,000 Death Star that they've had for like 10 years. I have never wanted a Lego set more aggressively than this. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Because like, my god, like... Not just like, all right, first of all, the Daily Bugle looks great. Like, and it's yeah. just having like, like with the big red letters of like the Daily Bugle. I think that's fucking sick. You know, obviously, uh, specifically, I don't know why, but I feel like this cost to Raimi fans more. <coughs> um, I, I love it. Oh, especially if you grew up with those Raimi <laughs> Spider-Man sets from like uh, growing up in uh, Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. Like, those shits are the yeah. best. Oh, yeah. The best, dude. And like, and just the amount of minifigures that this has, not only does it have Spider-Man, it has Venom. Daredevil. Daredevil, Green Punisher, Goblin, Blade, uh, a Black Cat, um, uh, yeah, uh, Doc Ock, Peter Parker, Carnage, uh, a Spider Pig, uh, Miles, Spider Gwen, all the street Aunt heroes, May, Gwen Stacy, <laughs> Sa- uh, fucking Sandman, like like fucking random random uh, um uh, people like like just random people that work at the Daily Bugle. They have fucking the, the bitch from Super, Super Friends. They have the fucking bitch from uh <laughs> what? Or, or, they have the fucking bitch from Super Friends. Or, 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 do you remember um, Lilu? <laughs> no, fucking um um uh, was it Super Friends? Uh, the the one show with Spider Man, oh Iceman, the fire girl, and, uh, yeah, yeah, the and fire Spider-Man bitch, is amazing the fire bitch, yes, um, uh, <laughs> fire bitch. Yeah, the fire bitch, lava girl, whatever, whatever the fuck her name That's was. That's a fucking awesome superhero name, by the way. Fire bitch. Fire bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're delusional tonight. They also okay. First, also, it also has a spider buggy, and like just regular Mysterio? staff. Is here Mysterio. Too? It's basically the whole Spider-Man cast and the rest of the Sinister street Six? level heroes of the Sinister Marvel Six? universe. Yeah. yeah. It. Okay. Also, I don't know if you see this. But in uh, if you go to this IGN article here, the ninth image that they have in this gallery, it's literally they took the meme from the sixty Spider Man TV show, where you have like a weirdly placed Spider uh, Spidey portrait with a picture uh, with Peter Parker standing on a desk. Yeah, <clears throat> it's fucking awesome. It's super when immaculate. I like, what I really like about it is the way it's stacked too. 
like yeah. each each floor is has basically like like I, I guess the way you make it is you make each floor separately and then you just stack it up on top. Each layer has like its own little like building. I mean not building, it has like its own little office. Like you see Jay Jonah's office. You get um like little like flat screen TVs of like the news. You get um you get Peter's office with like a little. It, it's it, it's actually like the little Spider Man meme of like of uh, yeah that's what I'm telling Peter, you. It's that yeah, one yeah, of Peter sitting down with like the, with, oh with, fuck with, I accidentally sent them. you all the photos. It's fine. <laughs> and like, uh, dude, it's so fucking like, not only is just there's so much going on, but it's just such like, it feels like such like a love letter to like Spider-Man fans in general, you know? Not and only like, like Spider-Man, but just Marvel in general too. Because you have all yeah. these street level heroes here. It's kind of, it's it's pretty awesome, honestly. I love this. I It's so weird too, because like Blade, Daredevil, and Punisher, like it's so fucking like... I fu- Dude, do you see like... That's like my trinity. Like, do you <laughs> see like the default like um render that they have for this? It's like Daredevil, it's Punisher on the ground floor with a giant gat trying to shoot Carnage in the face. <laughs> like all this silly shit is happening as as you keep going up. It's so cool. I love this. I'm probably going to buy it. I'm, I'm ashamed to say that, but I damn mean, it, I, I, I'm, I need I, it. <laughs> I want it. Oh, dude, it's 300 bucks. That's a lot. I know. Like I, and not only that, I don't have, I literally have nowhere to put it. That's my problem too. No, you do. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You can find room. There's room. I, how? There's do you room. know how big that fucking Marilyn Monroe pop art thing is? It's you actually something I can wall. frame. You can put that on the fucking wall. I know. I just don't have the nails for it. You can make room. You can make room. I can. It's great. No, it's so cool. This is what we this is what you'll be getting. Uh this is what we'll be getting with the Patreon money if we ever do that. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh yeah, it looks fucking sick. I love and that. And the last thing on the docket. Yeah, last thing. This is a, you know, short and sweet cute little announcement that I've always liked, especially for comics. Hey, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are getting their own team-up book together, finally, because they've never had one for some reason. Blue and Gold, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Ryan Sook. It's a eight-issue miniseries where uh, Booster Gold has to... He's trying to get fame, he's trying to understand social media, and Blue Beetle's trying to help him figure that out. It's basically a comedy series. It's exactly what you'd expect from these two. I'm su- still, again, I'm surprised this has never been made before at all, especially given the success of Justice League International back then in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, given how, like, iconic those two have been together in DC lore. That's really surprising. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm like, really happy that this is happening. It's just, like, like uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle have always seemed like, like, just like the duo of the DC universe like outside of like you know batman and batman and robin they mm-hmm. seem like like just like the buddies you know just like, like having adventures together and like it really surprises me that they've never had like their own little 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 franchise but uh the best thing that dc has done in the past series, couple I mean. of years one of the best things that they have done in the past couple of years post new 52 was to actually bring back ted cord from the dead because mm-hmm. like yeah it, you know it was really impactful when he died but there was it wasn't the same like Jaime is fucking great as Blue Beetle, but dude, it's not, it wasn't the same without Ted Cord, and and Booster Gold. You would get a lot of depressing Booster Gold stories, appropriately enough, because he just missed his buddy. But now he's back, and they're in a show together, and they're in a series together, and that's yeah. sweet. Yeah. Dan Jurgens, yeah. he could you could do no wrong. That guy's been writing forever, and he still actually writes pretty pretty good. Yeah, you know? so I'm fine with that. He's he's written actually he's actually written a lot of booster gold over the years with i think with jeff johns for a couple of arcs and um i mean obviously death of superman is his most famous thing mm-hmm. but yeah 
pretty good. Pretty, oh. pretty good. Oh. And with uh, that, we're done with that, where That's the news with two hours yeah. and 16 yeah. minutes what in. What a fucking roller coaster. Jesus yeah, Christ. God, I, I am I, tired. I, dude, <laughs> I, I'm so fucking tired. Oh, my God. Like, let's... <laughs> Let's How how's your week? Uh, Did you have a week? Now it's ruined. Yeah, <laughs> like same. Like, no, like now it's like I I, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> like okay, well, here, huh? Let me. All right, all right. Let me pull up Letterbox real quick. Uh, yeah, besides like a woman under the influence. Oh, by the way, um, before we get into that, I wanted to mention that last episode I had said that there's two cuts of a woman under the influence that was false. I meant that for Chinese of a, uh, the killing of a Chinese bookie. There's two cuts of killing of a Chinese bookie, not woman under the influence. So that was what, what are those two John Cassavetti films? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you, yeah, 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 yeah. Because oh, I'm like, why are those two? They those titles could not sound more dissimilar. That's why. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, cause I, yeah, I completely because there was like they, both these films are on, on HBO Max, and like I knew like one of them uh, was like had two cuts. We'll um, get into Woman Under the Influence in a little bit, but yeah. I, I was kind of hoping there would be a shorter cut because yeah, looking yeah, at that runtime, it's like, oh, yeah, especially yeah, with a, that movie. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else you but, watch? Uh, uh, I've been just been watching One Piece. Uh, I'm in All episode right. 72 right now. So oh, so uh, you're in like the second arc now. Yeah, I'm in Alabasta. Um, um, I, I I could go faster, honestly, but um, you know, I've kind of been taking my time with that. Uh, I I'm, I yeah, I'm caught up with Berserk. So that's yeah, yeah, that's hey, at least you caught up with Berserk. I at least but I caught up with Berserk. You so. at least at least you know. At least you know, I know, you know. At least you like, know how good it is. Yeah, yeah. And like, and that that's really great. Um, I am in the, I am in, I am in the third book of the Visbig uh, editions of Vagabond. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far it's really good. Um, what else? What else? Miyamoto uh, Musashi. Yeah, Miyamoto. Uh, yeah, uh, Miyamoto Musashi. Uh, fucking dope, fucking character. He's so he's so cool. The art um, is beautiful, dude. That art is incredible. Like, I like, I like. Berserk and Vagabond are like the two like gold standards in terms of like manga art. Oh, um, just in terms of black and white art. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and like you know, like, like imagine being an art school kid and thinking you have a chance. <laughs> like I, I, I guess I lean, I lean more towards like you know like Berserk because it's highly stylized and it's very gritty and shit. But like uh-huh. Vagabond has some of the most gorgeous realistic panels i've ever seen and it's so beautiful it's 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 so it's like immaculate like Mm. i i know like the art gets a little like bad towards like you know towards like uh towards like the later chapters you know really i didn't know this like not bad but like you know not in the same quality not same quality which is expected from like a series like you know vagabonds considering how long it's been since it's been out so yeah um yeah, besides that, you know, n- not too much. Did um, you start Bad yeah, Batch? I did it. I uh, I don't know if I will um, because it because like you know you like I I I I know enough about Clone Wars to get me by, but the thing is, I feel like I'd be so lost in the middle of it to the point where I'm just like I don't even want to like really try. I know? really I I don't think so, honestly. Like really, all you have to know is that these are a bunch of defective clones that show up in the last season. Yeah, but, but even they, then, you don't even have to see their art. You know, there's a lot of characters that I just don't know. 
you know, that I haven't connected. I don't know. I just, the, the experience wouldn't be the same as I'd prefer. I'd probably watch it just so, you know, as like a, like a background thing or just to watch specific episodes. But, uh, I would say you, look, I, I will say this. You don't have to watch, you, you don't have to watch all of Clone Wars or the majority of Clone Wars to understand what's going on with this. It's actually pretty, it feels right now pretty separate from the events of Clone Wars. That's cool. Yeah. Like it, it's mainly just dealing with the fallout of Order 66 and the eventual rise of the empire and aside from that yeah it's fucking great yeah. too by the way like i'm i'm caught up on the first three episodes also i feel like it was a bit of a missed opportunity for them to not just call it the bad bitch they would never have done <laughs> it but i think it's really funny to me it's it i don't know why i keep seeing that like i i don't have like like i i, I don't i don't mix fucking letters i don't mix letters in my head or anything like that but i keep seeing the bad bitch when I look at promos for this show. And I'm like, you know what? I would like that show more. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, like, I, I, I don't really, like, may, again, maybe I'll watch it. You know, like, mm-hmm. in the background kind of thing. But um, Did you finish Invincible? Yeah, I did finish Invincible. Do you want to uh, talk Invincible? Sure. Um, I, well, uh, sorry. Okay, sorry. That, Was there anything else? My bad. No, 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 no. It's fine. Um, and like, I, I'm gonna move on regardless. Um, okay. After I finish, after I finish Vagabonds, I really, I really want to start either Slam Dunk or Monster. I really <sighs> want either of those two. Um, Slam read or watch. Read. Okay. Um, it's looking like it look. It's looking like Monster might be the next one, considering the way Slam Dunk, like the current situation with Slam Dunk, and like it's printing. Um, but, uh, I, I really want to do monster and I'm going to binge Castlevania very soon. Yeah. So, um, yeah. okay. I, we I, I guess we could, I guess, yeah. Oh, I guess we could just save invisible for a little later and just like go into spoilers with that since we're both caught up with that. But yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll mention Castlevania for a second here. Yeah. Um, right. season four came out a couple days ago. People I figured, Hey, crazy over it. yeah. So I, I figured, Hey, I never got to finish season three. I never got around to it. Might as well, might as well do it now. Mm-hmm. I did, and honestly, I don't understand what any of the disappointment was back then when season three came out. Because I remember hearing initial reviews, and it's like, oh, it's okay. And for some reason, like I just either was too busy or I just wasn't really motivated to to catch up on that season when it came out. I finished all of season three yesterday. I'm halfway into season four now. And wow, like it's the show was was already great. The show was already pretty good. Always, but it's actually gotten in terms of like pacing and how it handles story arcs. It's gotten into like the best of Game of Thrones in terms of how to handle that. It's really weird because that first season is like the way it's paced. It's so abrupt and quick. Because it's like, just so ridiculously quick, too, with four yeah, episodes. Yeah, like, it's only four episodes, and they did so much with that, with, like, only those four episodes that, like, you know, whatever, like, whatever they were, like, project, predicted to, like, do later on, like, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, no, I, 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 um, I, I, especially, like, the animation, which was always so strong, you could, you could only see it get better. Oh, like, dude, it's so much better in season three. So there are good. some action sequences where, and it's weird because season three, I could, I could understand the the complaint that people are having with it being that it's kind of like a filler season because it kind of is. Like I saw the trailer for season four without even finishing season three beforehand, and really, you didn't even have to have watched season three to get what was going on mm. with season four or with that season four trailer. But other than that, like 
you actually get some time to invest with characters that you like and are actually interesting. Like, there's some new ones that show up, like Saint Germain, who is so cool. I've heard it, a lot about Saint Germain. Yeah. I, I I don't want to give up. I, I don't want to uh, reveal too much about him right now. But like, mm-hmm. he's a really interesting character. And not only that, you also do get some time with Sypha, Trevor, and Alucard in ways that you you know that it feels a lot more laid back, surprisingly. You know, for for a show like Castlevania, but also like very welcomed as well. It's like, it it's kind of like the those parts in Game of Thrones, like those early seasons of Game of Thrones, where everybody was kind of like just in their own place and were just dealing with their own shit. Mm. And it's handled pretty well. Like you get into, you get into some season three has like some really weird cult monster shit going on, and it's super cool. And it, it's handled with some really interesting philosophical arguments and and discussions with isaac who has immediately become probably my favorite character in the show oh yeah he was such like a standout oh dude was introduced if you loved him in season two you're gonna adore him in season three he has so much cool shit to do in in this one and you know hector's still a bitch (laughs) hector still sucks but um with, with season three it was such a welcome surprise finishing that last night and being like like wow, I, I don't understand what any of the like what any of the ba- uh, negatives were with this. Like yeah, nothing really happened, but I was fine with that. And now you get into season four, which definitely feels like it's the end point for this era for this set of characters' stories. And you know, it, it's still it's it's still working right now from where I'm at. I'm like halfway through. I think it's like ten episodes in season four. And I don't know what they'll do. Maybe they'll do something to set up the future seasons or spinoffs of. Uh, of Castlevania stuff for Netflix, but uh, from what I've noticed right now, there's not too many obvious hints that they're going I'm, to be doing, which is really I'm glad interesting. I'm gonna. I, I'm very that happy showing. that I'm very happy that I get to binge uh, Castlevania with the perspective of uh, already gone through uh, Berserk. Because like, oh, goddamn, yeah. I f- I forget how much Alucard looks like Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> there's a okay. There's like a big monster in season three. That kind of becomes like kind of a plot point in the in the narrative and one of the main narratives of the show that looks like a straight up berserk character, like a straight up berserk creature. No, you could tell like hundred percent Castlevania is like dr- deliver like gets so much off berserk. <laughs> I mean, it's Adi Shankar too. Like, yeah, he, that man's a fanboy, you know, 100%. in the best of ways. Also, Warren studio? Ellis is What's still involved. Doing? It's it's Frederator, the same people behind uh, Fer- Fairy Odd Parents and Adventure Time. <laughs> it's so funny to me. But also, should... holy shit, they're so good. It's it's actually up to the point of like it's kind of like anime, Powerhouse like in animation. terms of movement. I mean, it is anime. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's made in the West though. It's a Western studio. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. it's not like a DC movie is what I'm saying. Trying to yeah, hundred percent. And it's actually and yeah, even compared to something like Invincible, which has like some decent animation, it's still pretty good there. What I, happened? I'm gonna fit. Okay, when I do the stamps for this episode, I'm gonna fix this. But I completely forgot to mention this is really big. They confirmed that there's gonna be a CGI uh, animated short film of Berserk coming to Netflix. Oh seriously? Yes, this is hundred percent. This is hundred percent um happening. It's coming out sometime this year. I'm going to send you uh the link right now. Um, um, basically um, uh oh wait, Han, never mind. <laughs> I am wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was fake. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it was fake, but uh maybe a rumor. 
Yeah, maybe rumor now, but like that seemed that that was uh, that seemed to be the case. But you know, uh, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe you but, look honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Yeah, if, if they do like, do something like with, that, the, especially with, with with what just happened right now, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Yeah, like another like, adaptation of Berserk, it will be in the works, especially here in the West. God but, hoping okay. they actually just you know do him justice and do that world justice. But yeah, the CG but yeah, one. No. Yeah, going yeah, like like uh, the animation for Castlevania is fucking insane. Even off that first season, that first season animation was so fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like like um fucking uh, that battle between Alucard and uh and uh, Trevor Dracula. Uh, oh, Trevor too. Well, I'm talking about the first season. But oh, yeah, okay, okay. everything and like everything. Obviously, everything. Dracula was such a fucking highlight of that uh, 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 of uh of Castlevania. I really mm-hmm. want to. Uh, I really can't wait to uh, continue it. Yeah, yeah, and also it's. I just love the cursing on the show, you know, because it's not even just Trevor at this point. There are people who are just, uh, they are just casually pissed off. <laughs> like there's a, there's a, there's a line of yeah, dialogue. Back. Back. Yeah, there's a line of dialogue that I fucking love every time I hear it from season three, where um, it's somebody drinking at a bar and it's like, my God, did you shit on the grapes? Like he just stops whatever he's talking about just to tell the bartender <laughs> how shitty this wine is. It's really funny. I, I just yeah. I, I I love the writing in it. Warren Ellis too, which is you know, given the shit that came out about him last year, I was surprised he's still involved with this show. Maybe it was before those allegations came out. But Maybe. yeah. Um let's see. Okay, I'm I'm catching up on that. On Castlevania. Uh I finished Yasuke. I don't have that much to say about Yasuke. Uh, good, g- great soundtrack, some decent animation, good intro. Uh, story's okay. I I really wish this wasn't a supernatural, uh, magical story that's mixed in with actual feudal samurai shit. I was kind of hoping for it to be more like I'm hoping. I was hoping for it to be more like Vagabond than I was thinking like than they Castlevania. Should gone, <laughs> they should have gone the villain saga approach with Yasuke, you know. What do you mean? Like, oh, historical. Vinland Saga, Vinland Saga. Yeah, yeah. I heard Vinland like Saga a, on my end. No, no, no. Uh, like, like a histor, like a historical animated, you know, with with real people, like just taking, like, kind of played straight. You get me? Mm-hmm. Like more of a just a, like a drama of like the people at the time, and like you could have incorporated so many fucking themes. It would have been like it, it would have been more interesting, I think, than a mech anime. Yeah, it's it's weird, and like maybe this this is just me, you know. Uh, this is just me assuming here, but maybe it's probably because there's just not that much known history about Yasuke, about his like life and what he did, you know, after Lord Nobunaga's suicide. But I don't know. I, I, I the Saga is mostly like is mostly made up. Which is, is crazy. I, yeah, I have no idea. I, I know very little about Vinland Saga. So like most like like besides like I guess grand battles and like characters, you know, a lot of like what happens in Vinland Saga is, you know, is is, is fiction. Mm. So that's what I'm doing. Like by, three like, characters named Thor. That's what a friend Thorin, of mine tells me. Thorin. Yeah. There's Thorin, yeah. then Thorvin, then Thorkin. I don't know. Yeah, it's Vikings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hinga Dinga Durgan. Yeah, Hinga Dinga Durgan. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't that a character? Isn't Leif Erikson a character in, in, yes. Um, in yes, that he show? Is. He is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking funny. That's, all, yeah, that's no, no, awesome. Yeah, no, no. There's a bunch of, like, everybody in that show is a, is a real uh, character. Is a real uh, person, I think. Okay, yeah. Yasuke was fine. Um, I'm not going to talk about this one because I'm recommending it next week. Uh, 
Uh, I also saw Audition. Takeshi Miike's audition. Yeah, nice is a strong word for this movie. But um, what a wild ride. Audition, that's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's... Thankfully, you know, like a good old welcomed, you know, reunion with an old friend, Joe Bob, last drive-in, came back this season. And that was one of the movies he showed. He also showed Mandy last week. Which I'm so happy to revisit now because he it was on the show, like I I've, I've been meaning to revisit it for a while now because I love that movie. But you know now that it's on the now that he talked about it on the show, I'm I'm gonna we need I'm to gonna see rewatch that in it theater, in a theater. Dude, that movie would be perfect in a theater. Like the thing like, is, you have to be awake, but like yeah, yeah, <laughs> for that at least for that first half, but, it has you know. to be like a solid like 6 p.m. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe like 12 in the in the afternoon. But um, yeah, yeah with auditioned, uh. It's basically the story of a man who who is staging an audition for his next uh, true love, for his next wife, essentially. And uh, boy, crazy shit happens. You know it was based off a true story? You know it's based off a book that was based in true events? I would not be surprised. Yeah, uh, from I I didn't read up too much on it. There's probably a what's what the difference video on it, but uh, apparently there are some. <laughs> yeah, there's there apparently there's a lot of big differences towards like the third act of the film with I the mean, source material. Shit. I mean, yeah, shit. given what happened, yeah, given, yeah, you know. given like <laughs> it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a hard thing to like you know like kind of a hard thing to like you know get right you know yeah. if, if that's where if, if that's what happened oh my god like, <laughs> dude oh dude and that's some of the best act that somehow that movie has some of the best body acting <laughs> some oh, of the yeah. best Ooh. physical do you know what i'm talking look at me yes you know, of course the, the, yes of course oh, dude it's, it's awful it's, it's like in the it's, best way possible it, the best no yeah it's it's Talk about a movie that really... It's like Mandy. Audition reminds me a lot of Mandy. Yeah. Where the first half is really slow. You set up the characters. You understand the conflicts, the problems. Like, it's setting up everything. And then when when shit gets real, shit gets real. But and it that's doesn't what I, stop getting real. <laughs> that's what I love about a movie like Audition. Because you are able to invest in the characters. And you're able to invest... Like, if you invest in the characters, then you're going to invest in the stakes that happen to them, whether it's actually happening to them in real life or not, you know? Yeah. Which is super interesting, like, um, which impact, is really welcome for a movie like Audition, honestly. The impact hits way harder. And, like, yeah. you know, and, and like that's why it's so important. That's why horror is so, like, misused because, like, you know, like, it, like most horror films are just there for, like, jump scares and, like, you know, to, to pay the bills kind of thing. But, like, you know, if you really, if you really use horror... In, in like the way in, to tell a story, you know, like yeah. with, with proper themes and like a, a real, uh, a real, uh, just a real, you know, a, a, a real vision behind it. Like it, mm-hmm. it really, uh, it shows what it could be done. What, what Dude, could be done. I don't know if we ever talked about this in the show so much, but I really appreciate those Conjuring movies, especially the second one, because a lot of it is just built on the relationship between the the you know the Warrens, the the I'm couple. Very Warrens, surprised. The Warren I'm couple. Very, yeah, I'm very surprised that it's lasted as long as it did, you know. Well, yeah, I'm hoping the third movie's good, but I really like that second one because of that character build up. Mm-hmm. Also, okay, first uh, and uh, I was obviously because of Joe Bob, you get to hear a lot more trivia and insights about the production of the film and the people behind it. Um the the guy's best friend is such a famous actor. I had no idea 
I had to look him up afterwards. He's been in so many movies that we've seen. Jun Kinemura, Kunimura, he's the Yakuza boss from Kill Bill 1 and 2. He's also been in The <laughs> Wind Rises, Ichi the Killer, Shin Godzilla, Midway. I do remember him in Ichi the Killer. And also, a movie we talked about, The Wailing. He's the guy who gets accused in The Wailing. That's oh. him. He looks so young in this movie. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? Dude, I haven't and he's seen in a, he's that. And he's like in a light supporting role. It's kind of weird. It's... You know? I haven't seen Audition in fucking... Well, last time I saw it was like a year or two ago. Yeah. I did like... I had like a little like... I had like a little uh, Asian cinema binge. You would really appreciate Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. I would say like if you want to rewatch the movie like that, you know, like I, I think you wouldn't be... You wouldn't miss out on that. Uh, on anything. Rewatching it through um, through one of his episodes. It's really insightful and really fun too. Because he's also just he's also just a he's a plain old Texan, so he lays yeah. it out as it is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's he really looks funny. like a, he looks like a young version of Doug Demidon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, audition's great. Uh, I saw the scent. I won't go into it too much, but mm-hmm. the descent is very good. It's very the good. The descent is very sad. Yeah, it was super <laughs> so sad. It's very sad. Super sad. Yeah. Which ending? Which ending? There's two endings, yes. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, there's two. Oh, that's with, insane. With huge differences that completely change your opinion on, on, on the film when when you watch them. How do I how do I explain it without spoiling? Um Um uh, the leaves open up in the ending I saw. Does that help? The shrub opens up. The hidden shrub. Okay. Okay. Ow. Oh. oh. Mm. Mm. I thought that was a good ending, honestly. Given um, the narrative of what, you know, like, is actually going on aside from the supernatural Okay, yeah, shit. yeah all right, okay, okay, uh, okay yeah. we'll talk about it after, we'll talk about okay, it. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that movie had a second ending. Uh, yeah, this- I like, know it has a sequel that sucks. Yeah, that, yeah, that sucks too. Um, and that sequel <laughs> is dependent on the other ending. Um, That's interesting. Yes. Uh, um, I, 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 I really liked The Descent. It's great. That's an yeah. amazing movie. Those it's monsters amazing. are fucking hilarious too. There's Larry. that, like, one of them does, like, a funny little kickflip when they show up. <laughs> the best the set so has some good. of the best uh that has some of the best uh uh a set design in a film oh yeah ever. yeah also good use of lighting without making everything look super fucking dark some of the best uh fucking uh uh um night vision sequences oh yeah Ooh, it's hard. yeah 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 it's great it's great um i haven't been playing it but i've been watching a lot of resident evil village and that game looks really fun Looks really cool. Um, yeah. I saw, I saw like, I, I saw like an entire like you know story like uh, play recap. Through. Yeah, oh, like play story play just a story playthrough of like you know just staring. I don't go fuck. I don't go fuck. Did you story. did you see? I assume you've gotten to the dollhouse sequence, right? I haven't. Um, I haven't seen it, but I know exact. I know everything that happens. I know everything that happens story wise at least. I okay. So I was watching. I want to play it. I want to play I, it. I also want to play it as well. But like, I I, I don't have a PS Five, so I was curious to you know just see PC. what the game was. I probably play on PC. Oh, that's right. It is on PC. I forgot about that. But yeah. I don't have a functioning computer, obviously. Uh, but I was watching Max's stream on it on YouTube, and dude, that dollhouse sequence is so fucking creepy. It scared the shit that's out of really me, great, dude. It's a re- it's a really good game, and a lot of people love it. Yeah, it's interesting. I've heard like some mixed things, you know, like it, it has like the best qualities of seven, even like 
four, but then for some people it has like a lot of qualities that stick from eight. Uh, not eight. What am I saying? Um, it's just from five is, and six. Resident Evil is such a weird franchise because like since they do things different, since they do things differently each like take. Mm-hmm. Like you have such wide like variety of opinions. Like oh my god, I hate, you know I hate you know uh, uh, Resident Evil should go back to this or Resident Evil should be good like that or no I like this Resident Evil and it's like you know it's it's very much back and forth with that. I found some interesting trivia about the making of this game, and it just goes to show how like that team, the Resident Evil team, kind of just pick up things from like decades ago. There's an early demo of RE4 where Leon is in a like hotel corridor type of thing or like a castle corridor and he has to fight like a bunch of dolls and there are sound effects and assets that are like taken from that demo from back in 2004 2003 something like that and it's not even a part of the final game of Resident Evil 4 it's just like something that they cut out from the fin- uh from from the official release and they took some of those assets and designs and just plopped it into 8 and it works perfectly Mm-hmm. for what they what they do in, in the context of it yeah but yeah looks like a pretty good game i had a fun time watching it <laughs> yeah no no it looks really fun and um, like, I, <laughs> also <laughs> ethan is fucking dumb ethan's like garbage in the funniest way possible oh dude people love ethan people but love like him as a character it just makes no sense it's like the it's the worst type of b-movie schlock and i get it that's why like like that i get that's the appeal of resident evil for a lot of it but uh, oh my god there's some dumb shit with ethan yeah i mean and like just like what they like they, they just they do so much like like this uh this series of uh, resident evil 8 especially like it goes like way farther than like any of the other ones go in terms of like uh, uh like the uh like i guess like the horror mm-hmm. fantasy shit you know <laughs> also like, lady d's so hot yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's well, there's Lady D, obviously, but like, yeah. Yeah, there's vampires, <laughs> there's werewolves. You know, it's like, it's like you're doing a lot now, dude. <laughs> like, this one's so weird. It's like, like he's basically fighting the Universal monsters. Yeah, there's yeah. a fucking swamp character. <laughs> like, there's Nicolas yeah. Cage, who's basically Magneto. It's also like a mixture of like yeah, Heisman too. There's like Heisenberg. Yeah, there's Heisenberg. Like, yeah, he's Magneto. I heard that's, he's really that, great. Yeah, he's actually really fun. But like, he he looks like Nicolas Cage. He has like actual Magneto powers. And he's technically like the Frankenstein of the group. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so interesting, but yeah, I, I want to check that out eventually when I get a when when I'm allowed to buy a PS Five, at yeah. least a Sony. Um, and last thing I'll do before uh, I'll say, talk about before we get into Invincible and Woman Under the Influence is, uh, I saw, and I apologize. I realized I had a very long yeah, week, it is. but hey, shit happens. Uh, I saw Mugen Train. I saw the Demon Slayer movie. Mm, yeah as my first official experience back into no a theater please i'm trying I, i'm gonna watch a demon slayer soon totally so. fine totally fine um uh, and i know this one i know this one is canon this movie's canon so here's the thing with that i i saw it i saw it with a buddy of mine at sunset and uh the first two-thirds the two like two-thirds of this movie feel like it could have easily have felt like a filler piece where like maybe nothing really goes on and you could just kind of skip it if you're just somebody like me who watched the show dubbed weekly on Toonami and just kind of waited on uh it's just kind of like waiting for season 2 to roll out dubbed and Toonami to watch it there but then the movie straight up becomes very canon and very important and like it 
first of all, the movie's great overall. I, especially as like as a Demon Slayer fan, I I, I really like the I really like the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's appropriately like dark and 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 also like vibrantly colorful in terms of its action and and uh, and court and you know uh, character design. But holy my god, it's I don't know how. If if you're someone like me who just watched this stuff weekly on Toonami, I don't know how someone like Adult Swim can get the rights to that to that film fast enough for the people who just watch it like that because that movie is very important. It is very seriously hilariously canon to the story. I didn't expect it to be <laughs> like halfway through, but then it got very important. <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah, it. it's it's really fun. I don't even know. I'm sh- that's okay. Actually, I I think it's still playing in theaters right now, which is surprising for an anime movie. It's one of the biggest. Uh, it's like one of the biggest uh, animated films in theaters right now. The highest the grossing, the highest grossing film in Japan. Nice. Yeah, as of not even like this year, as of last year when it came out. I know. I know a lot of people went to the premiere. Yeah, and honestly, hey, that this movie that movie was pretty fun. Like it's not a masterpiece or anything like that, but like you know, I had fun with what I watched. Ren Goku is very sweet and very kind. You know, he's cool. You need to get on Demon Slayer. I think you would really, really like Demon Slayer. Yeah, I, th- I think I would too. It looks yeah. really like like the animation super sick. Like if you want, if you want like serious Naruto, it's a good yeah. one. Yeah, that's it for my week. Aside from Invincible and uh, Under the Influence, let's talk about Invincible for a second. We finished it this season, first season. But, Two more yeah. coming up soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Officially greenlit. You know, with aside from like some shoddy animation and those stupid ass transitions to the title sequence to the title. Yeah, it's a pretty good adaptation of Invincible, <laughs> given that they actually remixed a lot of stuff from later volumes. Yeah, um, I mean, uh. Given uh yeah like like given what you said like like um considering that like they're all, like they, they're they're very much remixing uh, a lot of uh a lot of what they did, were doing uh in the comics compared to now like like kind of what they did with the Walking Dead uh hopefully not as bad but uh <laughs> yeah no everything uh Invincible is uh it's really good I really you know what makes it so like what makes it so good I feel is also the fact that like. I think this show is was specifically made for our generation. I feel like mm-hmm. this show was made for the generation that grew up with the animated series, with like Batman the animated series and Just League Unlimited and stuff. Because the entire time watching the show, I get mega DC animated series vibes, not just from the animation, but also also kind of like the approach. It's very uh like what what made like those uh, those DC shows so different from everything else I was like kind of releasing at the time was that like they really focused heavy on character and story what makes yeah. these characters human you know like superman batman wonder woman and like that's something that's that's such a huge part about this show that it makes me think that like it really was like the the show that like it's the sh- it's like the, the the like the most like proper evolution of like what we used to watch. Like oh yeah, everybody that used to watch this show back then, they're all grown up now. You know, they're all like they're all grown up, like they're ready for this kind of shit. And like and, I, that's what makes me connect so much, you know? Yeah, and somebody pointed I can't remember who, but somebody pointed this out before uh, when talking about the show and you know, well I think they are they're right. I I feel like had it, you know, come out before 
uh, an MCU world, you know, it would still have its loyal fan base and it would still probably be, you know, a popular-ish show. But I don't... I, I definitely am a, in agreement with the fact that, like, w- with the idea, like, this show could not have existed or could not have been as successful as it is right now had it come out before shit like the MCU and what we know of the DCEU and all that stuff. You know, yeah. like, especially with the idea, which is funny considering, like, the ideas they are playing around with, you know, with obviously with Omni-Man, you know, which we'll get into in a, in a second here, but... Or, fuck it, you want to just go into spoilers? With, yeah, yeah. With this? Okay, so spoilers it's, if you haven't seen it. It's a good season Invincible, of television. Invincible's great. Yeah, you should watch. Yeah. You, you guys should watch it. I think, you know, I think it's only going to get better, to be honest. Yeah. So, the biggest surprise for me watching this is that I, I've read, I've read the, I've read Invincible years ago. You know, I've known of what happened to the story, mm-hmm. and you know, the idea of an evil Superman type character is not new, especially in terms of superhero media today. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't feel stale. It not didn't feel stale with this series, and I, I think obviously part of it has to be with the direction um, it takes, not only in the grand scheme of things with the with the overall story of Invincible, but just how they approach it this season with the mystery angle of it. Even though you obviously know from the first episode that he killed the fake Justice League that's filled with uh, Walking Dead looms, yeah. But it, it's it's so interesting because when it came when the comic came out. That was not an idea that a lot that a lot of people were playing around. That um, a lot of that was so you uh, exploited back hmm. then. It came the comic came out in like 2004, 2003, and when that happened, you know, you would get like some of your exceptions to that to that rule. You would get like a Superman Red Sun or uh, or or like you know Homelander some other back evil. then Homelander back yeah. then a Homelander back then with the boys right. Yeah. You know, but they were they weren't like they weren't popular pieces of media that we knew of you know superhero culture today and. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how, like, even though it's not really a new and kind of like a tired idea at this point, it still kind of feels relatively fresh thanks to the way they tell the story. And thankfully, you know, part of the reason why it's so effective is because there's not a linear, accurate, one-to-one um, uh, uh, adaptation of the books. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that actually happens after the big Omni-Man Mark fight where um like he actually the whole thing with uh St. Clair and co- and the college setting he's actually supposed to be in that college he's actually supposed to be studying college in college at that time nice but they kind of remix it and and to have Mark um show up there rather than uh, like, to help his friend out and like isn't it in the comic where like um like the the, the whole like Omni-Man killing the the globe like that's kind of like a mystery for a while isn't it N- no kind of like it's not like a thing where you find out in the first five or the first issue of Invincible that, you know, like he mm-hmm. kills like the ju- the Guardians of the Globe and stuff like that. Actually, like the, you don't really get that much interaction with the Guardians of the Globe in the comics until like a little later on, like maybe a volume or two afterwards. And then the whole murder happens. And you, like, you know, from the get go, it's 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 Omni-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it. It, it's uh, it, 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 I think they did a really good job, you know, remixing some things that are kind like that were out of order and making it into its own unique, like condensed uh, season mm-hmm. you know, of television where like you didn't have to like the St. Clair stuff. You don't really have to deal with it that much because it's not really a big part of the grand narrative of it all. You know, like yeah. had 
Um, oh God, I remember when Mahershala Ali got casted, was cast in the show. I thought he was going to be playing somebody else. I thought he was actually going to be playing a very a much more important character in the in the comic than he than the one he is actually playing. Who I forget his name, but the 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 but yeah, you know, I was expecting that guy to show up. Yeah, you know, and you know maybe do like a quick episode here and there about him and thankfully they didn't do that and it feels like they were pro- they could probably play him to be another long-term villain you know w- um for, for for the show which is appropriate to how the comics play out he's a recurring character it seems uh no i'm not talking about mahershala ali's character in the show not the one oh, that he actually okay. plays in the show i'm talking about the one who that he thought he, he'd be who i thought he'd be okay there there is a there's a scientist who essentially becomes the Doc Ock of of Invincible for Invincible. Interesting. To the point where, like, he's kind of more powerful and more fucked up than Doc Ock. I know a lot and of it's what really happens. Cool. I know a lot of what happens later later down the line in in, in Invincible. Um, and and <laughs> yeah, and um, actually, no, sorry, you 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 keep going. You you go on. Uh, I I I'll keep. I'll jump back in after a second. Um, I mean, like, like you know, like, like, you know, uh, like with Invincible, something with Invincible. I think the thing that makes me like really appreciate it more, and, and especially compared to compared to the other uh, uh, kind of uh, adult oriented superhero pieces, is like it's just like again, like it's it's uh, it's over not over reliance, but it's uh, emphasis on uh, its character development and like how um what it is for like a regular human to be a superhero and all the trauma and all like oh yeah all the trauma all all the trauma that comes with it all like all all the blood guts and gore you know it's just really like it's really fucked up there's like sequences in this there's sequences in this show by the way this is one of the goriest shows i've seen in a while like that's that's just like that's what makes it so special too yeah, not just like yeah. not, not just it being live action, like not not like uh, compared to like live action, but like it just animated, it just as is. Like there's some sequences in this in, in in this show where like things just happen and like you're just like almost like oh my god, Jesus Christ, like 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 hold back a bitch. Are you thinking <laughs> like, about the Are you thinking about the train? The train sequence is like, is like <laughs> it's so traumatic. The train is so <laughs> fucked up. It's uh, such a fucking crazy. I'm surprised they actually did. They got away with that whole fight. Yeah, yeah, you no. It, like the entire fight is so great, and like, and and like, uh, especially like uh, where it's going. You know, like like or where it could go. Invincible. I think like there's the potential of it being like there's the potential of it like really being a legacy, a legacy uh, comic book character. You know, after like this show concludes or whatever. Well, I mean, in terms of you know the comic book community, like he kind of is, you know, because ah, like well, yeah, well, I'm like, saying in terms of like, you know comic book readers, you know, sure, because like he's up there with like the other big image heroes of of the past, and it, it's it's interesting because you know it, it part of it obviously is in part of Robert Kirkman's tremendous writing and is the way like he plots out a story, mm. yeah, like at the end of the season you find out about the whole colonizing thing with the Viltrumites and, you know, I'll, like, not spoiling anything here, a lot of the show deals around the idea of Viltrumites on Earth and just yeah. what... What does that mean for basically a race of super fascists? 
you know, yeah. patrolling the galaxy. And it, it, it leads to some really interesting shit. Not just there's, in terms of action, but in terms of also just like character development and, and storytelling. There's some insane characters that are part of the Viltrumite uh, race. Oh, there's one that showed up in the finale that yes. I was so surprised yes. he was there. And he's I think he's going to be part of season two. I that man is, that guy is insane. <laughs> At Conquest, right? Conquest, yes. Conquest yeah. is a fucking. If you thought, dude, if you thought Omni Man was bad, this man is super hit. Like, it's Space oh, Hitler. Oh, fuck. Like, All right. Like, he's Space Hitler. <laughs> okay. All right. You know who I'm talking about, but there's a character that's going to show up later down the line. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to take a while for him to show up. His name is Thrag. I know. Thrag is. Motherfucker. Gonna, yeah. Thrag is scary. Thrag dude. Is, oh, dude. It's I'm, like. I'm really happy they didn't go forward with a live action adaptation of this first. I would rather just have the show just be animated completely rather uh, than a not live I, action. You, but I yeah. can definitely see a fucking Henry Cavill type of guy be someone Fuck. like Thrag. Fuck. Like, no, you just, know who I'm imagining? He, he's fucking terrifying. You know who I'm imagining, actually? Who? Uh, Pablo Schreiber. Oh, God. Yeah. I dude, can see that. He's like 6'5. How ripped he gets. <laughs> Give him a fucking mustache. Dude. He can play Thrag. He has like that like look. He has that mean look. Like, oh fuck. That would have been so great. See, like, as much as I agree with you, like, I would have loved to see this in live action. I think it would have been so sick. No, no, no. But, I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I, no, I'm no, glad no, it's not no, live I know, action. I, I know. I know you're not. I, know, I personally would have loved to see that. But what makes me agree with you more is the fact that, like, I just love Steven Yeun. J.K. Yes. Simmons, Deborah Chow, like everybody gives such a fucking great performance, and like I really like, like I I can't imagine like this role without Steven Yeun. Like and I know J.K. Simmons is great, but fuck man, he Steven Yeun really makes like he really brings down like the character of Mark to such a human level that most people can't like that most people I think like forget about when like writing certain characters because like. Face value, like this is just like a no, this is a Spider-Man clone. Like it yeah, but it's like what real. if Spider-Man was in charge? Oh. Like what if Spider-Man felt guilty about the deaths of thousands what of people? What if Spider-Man <laughs> was human? Yeah, what if, I think one of my <laughs> well, he is scene, human, but like, no, I, I sure, but I mean, like, like what if like he was a human in fucked up scenarios where well, oh, he yeah. can't fix anything, you know? And like, wh- I guess one of like the old lady. That's the what old I was going to right fucks now. me up, dude. The it's entire, so sad. The entire scene involving the old lady and her, like, d- fucking fucked up, broken corpse being thrown around the entire city with Mark holding on to her, that, to me, kind of sums up the show perfectly. If you want to get, a, like, a good, like, reading on, on if somebody should, like, watch it. Like, because it just, like... The show is not it isn't about being a superhero. The show is about dealing with being a superhero. And, <laughs> and like it like it, it's shown in such extreme ways and like the characters like just all the all the characters feel very real. That's the thing about this show. This show doesn't feel like an animated show. That's what's so weird. Like it feels like a live action show. Like Yeah, like, and and it also added to the to that benefit. It's like the length of the episodes actually helps that out a lot. You know, I'm actually really happy that this is kind of like a, an hour drama, essentially. Oh, yeah. That was one of the, my, my, my favorite surprises going into, like, Invincible. It being, like, 45 minutes an hour each episode. Same. You know? I didn't expect that at all, actually, when, all. when the show came out. You know, I, I, I actually had no idea. I can't wait to see where they're, they're going to take it. Because, so, yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, just like... They, they like, I, you just know the budget's going to go all the way up. And I can't wait to see... If what they do with the animation. So that's the thing, right? I know it's Amazon 
and they don't really have a good track record with doing shit in theaters. But if they adapted the... When they get to Invincible War, which I am holding out hope that they will actually adapt faithfully. Oh. <laughs> okay. I want to get into like like slight... I think we okay. should. No, I think no, we okay. Should. This is very, very slight, slight, slight comic spoilers here. But for something like the like Invincible War, which is technically like the big middle point of the, of the Invincible Saga... I would love to see Amazon do that as a movie, like Demon Slayer, and put that out in theaters. That'd be if, cool. If 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 the show gets lucky or continues its its streak of luck and continues to be more popular with each new season and becomes more of a bigger thing, yeah. You know, because not only is it such a momentous moment in the in the grand scheme of things, but it's also one of those crazy fucking crossovers that you wouldn't expect to happen like very very light spoilers here but yes this is a fucking series where spawn savage dragon yeah. shadow hawk the max uh pit i don't like think the classic image the classic image heroes show up in the middle of this war in a canon storyline i don't <laughs> like, think they i don't think they'd go down that route I, I know because le- legally I don't know if they can. Yeah, but, right. Like, I would. That, that's why you know. But like I would love that. You know, I would love that because that'd be fucking sweet. Oh uh, man, it's I I think it'd be cool. And to add on to the voice actor thing, I'm very happy with especially with Steven Yeun as as Mark. But like I'm really happy with the cast overall because these are actors that are primarily live action actors. They're not, they don't really, aside from like J.K. Simmons and Steven Yeun for a little bit, there's not, they don't have that much experience in, in voice acting animation, in animation. And thankfully you get a cast that doesn't deliver really stilted dialogue. It, it comes off as genuinely interesting and fleshed out characters with, you know, a sense of pathos in their voice. That like to, this is a small example, but you know, um, and and um, for some reason it, it, he came back into my head. But like Mahershala Ali's great, you know, as as his character in the show. But uh, Zazie Beetz as um, who's the what's the girlfriend's name? I always forget her name. Oh, the worst. <laughs> really? I like her. What? I like her. Yeah. Because, oh wow! I yeah, think because she's, she's look. I know she's she's stupid in the second half of the show. Oh, and uh, of the season she's because she's extremely she knows. inconsistent. Well, yes, but I like the I I like the 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 sweet things that they set up with their character Aye. in the early episodes where they where um where they're in the soup kitchen and um you know it it's dealing with like how you know she just wants to help her better her community and it impacts um Adam Eve's. I genuinely you know, like feelings with that. I, I I know, I know. Because I was gonna say the second half of like her character arc is kinda dumb because if she knew Mark was invincible the whole time, why is she fucking pissed at him? I Does she not know that like the stakes that he has to carry every day? I think genuinely like her addition to this show holds it back a lot. I think she's really mm. one of the worst parts about this show. She's written so horribly and like not and it's like so like it's one of those things where like the issues with her character are so in your face that I feel like it's so easily fixable, and it's not. <laughs> and like it's like it's like like I I just I think her whole addition really just brings down everything. And whenever she's on screen, I just want it to move on to the next. Well, okay. Luckily for you, at least 
at this point in time, uh, if, if we're going by the comics, she doesn't actually become that much of a character well, going good. forward. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else to mention? Rexplode was funny. I like yeah, Jason Manzukas. Cool. He's, he's cool. cool yeah. um, um, robot's weird. Robot's very I'm weird. I'm glad people know Robot They're, now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Robert Kirkman is a very weird guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. he's like like really weird. Like like <laughs> to the point where it's like okay, this is a little sus. Like like and and, and I you know like <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, watch Invincible so you can like you know like I feel like once most people will know what I'm talking about once they watch it. Well, when you weird. when you understand like when you watch Robot and what he does throughout the season, it's very creepy. Yeah, and like just I don't know I I, I don't know Robert Kirkman's a weird dude. <laughs> But Invisible is really good. I, 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 you know, we both recommend it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I think everybody should watch it. Dude, episodes. if you thought the fucking ultraviolence was something that people didn't know was going to make it through air, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with that big I thing just, that happens later on. I just on. can't. Oh, my God. Yeah. I you don't know what know I'm talking about, gonna, right? Yes, I do know what you're talking that about. That other form of violence? Yes. I don't know how they're going to animate that. I don't that. know either. I, I, I don't, don't know, know if they're going to even that. adapt it. They you should. Know? They should. Well, well it, it's it's a core part of his character. It's a, of, the, of it, the character. It's such an important thing to happen to him that I feel like pussing out like that will completely like make me lose lose faith in the show. Like it makes sense with the narrative, but obviously it's so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. When it happens, you know, and obviously um, after and the after effects of it. I don't know if you know about that. It gets worse. I I bet. Um, <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> I um ignoring that, ignoring the the traumatic shit. I really can't wait for them to animate Throg versus uh, Battle Beast. Oh yeah, that's. I, good. I forgot that Battle Beast showed up so early in this season. <laughs> and he's one of the, he's so OP. Yeah, wow. and it's Michael Dorn being like, "This is nothing to me." Well, he's just pummeling the shit out of this kid. With There's a also bat. a lot of furries. <laughs> There's a lot a lot of furries that are like in love with Battle Beast. Yeah, because he's a big ass white lion. Yeah, he's a muscular lion. Why wouldn't yeah. he? <laughs> he's like um. You ever seen that? Did you see that Justin Wang video that came out a couple weeks ago? Oh, uh, no. The brown nose pup, uh, messy tails. He's the he's the furry that would eat his own shit, God. and apparently died from it. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a weird video. Uh, <laughs> we're thinking about getting on TikTok, and I, I was I was I was reminded of Justin Wang's uh, submission to the support Asian creators on TikTok. And his video got, like, re- uh, rejected. But if you see the video, it's him being like, Hi, I'm Justin Wang. I'm uh, I'm an Asian. Asian content creator. Here are <laughs> these Asian. videos I've made. This is the one, though, about the guy who ate people online. This is the one about the baby who died. This is the one about the... <laughs> it's like him just listing all these heinous, fucked up videos that he did. <laughs> oh, man. Justin Wang's a treasure, dude. I'd let's love to have on. him on the show. Oh, yes. Let's move on. To more yeah. trauma. We saw yeah. we saw a woman under the influence yeah. this it's week. Uh, I dir- um, directed Jesus. I I recommended Imagine. this. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I like like I recommended this film. Uh, I recommended this film uh, uh, a week ago, technically two weeks ago, um, and directed by John Cassavetes. Uh, and this is a film that I've heard. I it came out in nineteen seventy four. I've heard so much about this film. And like you know, I'm a big you know, we're, well. I I think we both are. Um, uh, big Cassavetes fans, you know. I I love Peter Falk. I love like that whole. I really era. like Mikey and Nikki. Yeah, the, the, the just that whole '70s era of New York filmmaking is very special to me. Mm-hmm. And and you know, this is like one of the biggest movies to come out of that era. And you know, directed by John Cassavetes, a woman under the influence, starring Peter Falk, Gene Rollins, uh, Fred Draper, Lady uh, Lady Rollins, 
Catherine Cassavetes. And, and some of his is, kids, right? Yeah. Some of the yeah, Cassavetti yeah. kids are, are yeah. kids in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Every, like, production, like, Cassavetes production is very, like, cl- almost Coppola-esque. Like, very, <laughs> like, very, like, family-oriented and very, like, close-knit, you know? Um, and, yeah. Now, with this movie, it's one of those things where, like, it's a classic movie. And I see why it is, and it's like it. I, I, and considering its themes and what it's talking about, you know, I get it. I get why it's so big. But like, it's one of those films where like I love, but goddamn, is it hard to get through? And mm, okay, and it's, and it's 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 almost frustrating how hard it is to get through sometimes because it feels very long. There's are there's sequences where like everybody's just you could tell Casavis was just like alright everybody just act. Just like start acting. And like that's kind of how they make their movies too. Like they just let the camera roll. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's, yeah. Go go it, ahead. Go ahead. For for you kinda of took the same uh, the words right out of my mouth with that one in the beginning because yeah, it's it, it was a classic for me it was a classic example of a movie that I've heard is incredible and it's the classic yeah, and it is in, in in modern cinema, and you know I respect it. I I it's a movie. I, I respect, it's hard for yeah. me to say I like it because it's a not it's it's not a movie I particularly like in that way because it's Same, a very unsettling yeah. and hard movie to get through. Respect not only just is the best the, word for it. Yeah, but like, and not only because of the runtime. And I'll get into the fucking runtime for a second. But like, obviously because of the the subject matter of this, it's a. It, it, it's a it's a portrait of a woman going through mental um, illness in in a time where people don't really understand what mental illness is. Yeah, you know, and that could lead to some very very frustrating moments watching this movie, especially with you know Peter Falk, who like you know God bless him. They're all doing like they're all doing a, fan- this a some phenomenal of the best job acting I've ever seen. This yeah. is some of the best acting I've ever seen. But God. Damn, it's so frustrating to watch sometimes. It's where it's like, it's hard. I don't want to get into spoilers, but there are moments where it's just there. It, there are moments that it just feels like it's based off like pure ignorance, and I get that's probably that 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 these is the intention behind the characters at that time. But it's it it, it feels so frustrating to watch because it's obvious. Like with with hindsight, you know, watching this in a modern setting, in a, in in modern day, you know, there are things in this where you know it's. When it comes, like, uh, especially when it comes to somebody who is dealing through mental illness, that you know, you, you just can't handle. It's deplorable. You just can't go yeah. through that way. It, yeah, yeah, deplorable is the right term for it. You know. Yeah. And yeah, it. And I get it. That it, it that the runtime and just how long, how drawn out the sequences are. It's kind of indicative of just like the tension that's going on with, you know, the family and just how Cassavetes, you know, uh, shoots his scene. So it's just, my God, dude, this movie's two and a half hours long, and I felt like. I, like I, 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 I felt like I was gonna take a nap, like t- within the first fifteen no, minutes. No, yeah, dude. I had to stop it. A it few was times. so fucking boring. At I times. did have to stop it a few times, and like that, like a lot of the times with films, that could be a that could be a negative thing against the film, because you know if the movie can't keep you like occupied the entire, if the movie can't keep draw your attention the entire time, is it worth your time? Which is a subjective it's a subjective question with a subjective yeah. answer you know it's like i recognize that but what like what the film is portraying you know like the messages that like it's trying to communicate and like the way it's all made and the way it's all the way it's communicated 
is so brutally honest. And like, you know, especially like Well, a I, film okay, like, I think it's yeah. brutally honest from a from a certain point of view, you know? Which no, is why yeah. I which is why I have a bit of a problem with this movie cuz I mean, yeah. Like, okay, it's not a spoiler if if we're going by just like the letterbox synopsis alone, right? It um you know, it's it's not a spoiler to say that like what what's what's Peter Falk's name in 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 the film Nikki right Nick yeah yeah where where Nick takes um Mabel God, I'm trying yeah where 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 Nick just kind of gets like frustrated with everything going on with Mabel um sp- spiral and just decides to send her to to a to a mental institution right and mm-hmm. like I when you're when you're in the perspective of somebody in the seventies that just doesn't understand how you know this is and it's just kind of like even though I'm simplifying he- it here, you know, it kind of comes off as, as this guy who's like, fucking May, man, women are crazy and shit like that. It, it it comes off as like really obviously like offensive and just really um, ignorant. But like when you when you're looking at it at the in the lens of some as us as people living here today in the 21st century, you know, it, but. I could understand that frustration in that moment in time because it's a it's it's a film that's in a certain moment in time where none of this stuff was being talked about you or kinda, none of we, this stuff was really being supported in the right way. We kind of you know? have to put like our modern lenses, like our modern perspective, like at the, at the doorfront when you're watching a film like this. Yeah, you know this this is a film that like that comes from a lot of ignorance. It's especially in terms of like you know like the society. The society, like, the, like in which this was made in, you know, like, kind of everyone's understanding of, like, these situations. And I don't think... And, like, the, the thing I, I really appreciate about the film is that it doesn't justify... Uh, it doesn't justify... Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the film uh, a lot of like the, those really deplorable acts that you were talking about yeah it's because very much a, a character study where you just is, see it happen yeah. and there's not that much like there's no de- definite answer here like there's no yeah the, obviously there's no, like there's it's it's not a spoiler to say like it's not there's not like no clear happy ending here no you know? it's because it really is just a slice of life for these people like this is just like the daily things they're going to be going through the rest of their lives and mm-hmm. like and like looking at it from that perspective and seeing how everything like turned out towards like you know where the end where everybody ended up it's really heartbreaking and like not only and like you know not only that just like there's also this constant like sense of guilt that peter fox character is going through it's something he wrestles with the entire film where he he hates hates the fact that everybody just looks at his wife in this light he hates the fact that people talk to about her be uh, behind his back and the, the, the fact that people call her crazy and mm-hmm. this this, and that and like he tries so hard through the through the film his character at least to like push against that and not like give in to like what everybody around him is saying about her but like it just gets to a point where like again given like the 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 time period the like you know the, the context of the film it it, it re- there really is like you know there really is like no proper way out you know there's yeah. no like there's no way out of this anxiety filled like situation and it, let me say another thing this film puts me on edge I had oh, so yeah. much anxiety this in a way. It's kind of time. like it, it's kind of like a horror film at times. Like, oh, so, dude. Uh, I, I was reading, um, especially like I, I, at least name? like at least me personally. Like, I have a lot of social anxiety sometimes, and like yeah, 
And, and like, have you got, have you ever gotten like sensory overload where there's just so many people in a room talking at once and they're all like talking at you and yeah, they're all looking and, at you? Like so and, much like, pressure is being laid out upon you and, and you, you just feel, don't know how to f- react to it. While properly. watching it, I, you physically feel that pressure mm-hmm. like on your shoulders. And like that's such and that's such a unique feeling that I wasn't expecting from this film. I wasn't expecting the like the type of chaos that this film was like making me go through, you know? Yeah, and okay, I found the review I was looking at. So Jacob Knight is a writer I, I, oh, I followed Knight, for okay. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I, I I looked up his review on Letterbox of, of the film and it's like basically he sums it up as what if Cassavetes directed Exorcist? And I can kind of see it in in that way, where it's like especially given Gina Rowland's performance in it, where like she 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 doesn't play it for stock, you know what I mean? Like she, it doesn't feel like a parody. It feels like a lived-in character who is actually going through a crisis, but doesn't know how to properly react to it, you know. And it's and, and like it makes for some scenes that are just so fucking tense and uncomfortable to sit through that you're like, God, just let this end, you know? Like you just want it to, you just want to get the fuck out of there immediately. Yeah, and like. And, and, and like it, it seems like also with like modern with like at least like a, a lot of like modern like cinephiles and, and like you know people who, who who've like you know who, who who watch like older movies like us you know like it it seems like that seems like to be kind of like a common like common thing where it's like this movie like what it's talking about and like the way it's done the way it's doing it it's like it's very well presented and all of that but like it, it really is tough to get through sometimes mm-hmm. and like. Now, obviously, with the subject matter, but also just like you know, like the pacing, like it's like it's not a film that's like that's trying to get to any point fast, you know. It's very much you're you're very much marinating on like the lives of these people with these people with the family, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't really know what else I could add to this. It's just, it, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's very much a movie of its time, and it's one that I really respect. It's not something that I could really easily recommend to somebody, or let not, alone rewatch. I yeah. think I think this is the kind of film that that for the person who is interested in this time period of filmmaking, you know, of cinema, who are interested in like Cassavetes, Peter Falk, Elaine May, like mm-hmm. though, like you know, it's definitely for 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 that person, and it's definitely for you know, it's definitely like a very this is a, this, this is also a very uh, insightful film in, in terms of like it's like the context of its time period and like its subject matter and how people saw these things back then you know yeah. i i i there, there's a lot there, there's a lot i really like in this film and there's you know there's a there's a lot that i like in this film and there's few that I, there there's very few things that i don't like but the things i don't like really like they don't outweigh the positives for you. They don't outweigh it, yeah. but they don't, they don't like let me like love this movie the way you know like you know the, the way like uh, I I I feel like uh, I I could maybe yeah. maybe as time goes on and maybe as I go older you know like and you know this film is very personal like to me and you know like maybe like like I I I could see more of that but in the end of the day I think it's a really good film and like if you're interested you know I you know watch it. Yeah, but I'm. I'm not. This isn't gonna be like a loose like. Hey, yeah, a woman under the influence is a great time with the boys. No, it's you know, not. Like, <laughs> you can't. Call, you can't. You you can't crack open a cold one with Cassavetes. You know? Well, you can. You can. You can. But you're gonna have a really bad time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 
for, um, uh, for me, it's it's a movie. I again, I, I really respect it. Um, I I actually I actually don't want to revisit now. That I now that I finished it. I want to revisit that scene from um, uh, oh my god, Charlie Kaufman. I don't know why I'm forgetting blanking on that movie Synecdoche? that we talked about. No, the the most recent one. Um, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm actually curious to revisit that scene from I'm thinking of ending things where he, where technically Kaufman kind of goes on a rant about Cassavetti's films and in particular Woman on the the Influence, because yeah. I'm trying to remember what he was saying about that. Yeah. But um, you know it's it's a tough watch, but you know in terms of like '70s cinema, in terms of like family dramas and you know you know pure like unadulterated American cinema, like brutally unfiltered uh american cinema this is a really good uh it's 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 a classic essentially yeah you know in, in american cinema for sure yeah. it's just it's hard to sit through you know and it's yeah. especially as somebody who has gone through a lot of bouts of anxiety throughout his, his yeah. life yeah, yeah, it's not so. one that just, yeah no you could really just support like oh Talk nikki about- you good sport like no <laughs> like no you can't no, no, <laughs> you no, know yeah. but um it's it's um it, it's it's definitely a very powerful film. I'll say yeah. that. You know? Yeah. And if you, it's there if you want to watch it. It's on Criterion yeah. Yeah, HBO yeah, Max. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. So, for the movie I'm recommending next yeah. week, it's not on Criterion. It's not on HBO Max. It's actually, Ooh. it's technically on Criterion. Actually. <laughs> technically, okay. Technically, it's on Hulu. Nice. And it's a film I watched recently. Ooh. But it was so fucking good, I'm going to rewatch it again, and I want to watch it, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Ooh. Next episode on the show, we're going to revisit Bong Joon-ho's Memories of Murder, where you can Ooh, watch it exclusively on Hulu. Baby! Ooh, it's yeah. going to be a good one next episode. Oh, you don't know! <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great one next episode. Yeah, I'm we're, so we're watching we're watching Bong Joon-ho's uh, Murder Mystery Classic, based off a true story in South Korea from 2003. You can watch it on Hulu. Uh, you could also watch it. I I don't think it's available on the Criterion channel, but, but I recently got it. the yeah. You could buy the Criterion, which I did, and it's fucking phenomenal with that transfer. I want to get it. I want to get it because I heard it's that's so like good. the best. That's the best transfer of that film. Yeah, and my goodness. Um, hey, if you thought Parasite was good, th- this is better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is probably better. It is. Man, it's really good. Man, have you ever seen a? You never saw Mother. You never saw Mother, right? I haven't seen Mother, but Ooh. I have it on my watch list alongside Ooh. Barking Dogs Don't Bite. They're Ooh. both on. They're both on uh, Hulu. Surprisingly, all right. Enough. This is great. I'm very excited. Yeah, can't wait. Oh man, fucking can't wait, can't wait. oh dude, fucking great. I'm so wait. excited to revisit this. Where can we find? Wait, it, so this is your oh, this yeah. is your second time watching it. This is like this. I I saw it before. I I saw it before. I saw like most of it. I don't remember a mm. lot of it. But this would be like my first one in years. That's interesting. So, okay, interesting. Yeah. All right. So it's gonna be uh, a fun. This is gonna be a fun discussion. I cannot wait for this. But we are done now. Where we are sleepy. Uh, you could find me at Summer Old Cruise on Twitter. Victor Weber can find you in the show. You can find me at Vic Manuel Cal- uh, at Vic M Calvo on Twitter. You can find the show at American Nerds on Instagram. That's at American Nerds. You can find us on our platforms where you listen to podcasts. It's you know Google Play, Apple Music. Uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You send us an email at American Nerds Podcast at gmail.com about topics, questions, and anything like that. And uh, I think that's it. Think that's about it. That's about go it. read some Berserk for the man. Go watch some New Jack matches. R.I.P. Go watch some Chappelle Show Paul Mooney sketches. Yeah, there's a lot. And you guys have yourselves a nice day. Have a fucking phenomenal day. Yeah. 
appreciate life. It's very short. Appreciate life. And it's very beautiful. Y'all take care now. <laughs>